Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> so welcome back to another episode of Protein Ramblings. Um, it's uh, Nero here again. Uh, I'm joined once again by Naomi. Hello. And we have Bungle. Hello. Yay. And we're back this time, uh, as promised, as I've been touting all over social media because I've been very excited to the, uh, for this discussion. Uh, we're doing another face-off episode. And uh, this time we are hitting the two of the, um, I was going to say greatest, but <laughs> maybe we'll, that'll be decided and probably not. Yeah. But two classic 80s cartoon, kids cartoon supervillains against each other. And uh, they would be Skeletor from the original He-Man, none of this gritty 90s reboot bullshit. Um, and uh, also Cobra Commander from the original G.I. Joe. Um, none of this live action bullshit. Oh God, yeah. So we ju- me and Naomi just finished watching both G.I. Joe uh, live action films because we're like, Oh, we we should we should watch them to see what the portrayal of uh, Cobra Commander's like in there, so we can kind of make a. Oh my god! Yeah, I want four hours of my life back, yeah. please. Or I want to watch the Ninja Bromance film that they really wanted to make. Yeah, Shad Storm Shadow. Why do I keep calling him Shadow Strike? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Storm Shadow and um, Snake Eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, coming back, um, we'll probably touch more on those god-awful films later but they i'll say now they were a waste of time for um for research because the first one cobra commander is in it as cobra commander for literally i mean maybe five seconds well maybe. he's maybe like five ten seconds of screen time where he is cobra commander and then he's immediately arrested and the film ends yeah it was a disappointment, I have to admit. Well, we got halfway through and we're like, where the fuck is Cobra Commander? And even though he is the primary antagonist of the second film, like genuinely the big bad guy, he gets maybe 35 minutes of screen time. Oh, across. I think even that's being generous. Yeah, probably. Like, probably not even half of that. It's the only saving grace of the second film. It, so the first one stars Channing Tatum and they bring him back for the second film just to kill him in the opening act and I'm like, I'll, I'll salute that yeah, 10 out of 10 I think it's it, like I said to you it's like it's lucky that The Rock is so charismatic that he has chemistry with everybody he interacts with because that really keeps the film afloat it's the only thing that keeps the film afloat um, and the last that plays Bobby in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Adrian Flicky yes but we're moving on to the actual topic at hand um, so Naomi's probably going to lead a lot more. You're going to hear less of me rambling on this time because Naomi's the one that did the research. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll believe it when, when I play it back. Um, <laughs> so um, it, it's, it's five minutes long and it's just Nero's reaction to everything. <laughs> we'll do a supercar. <laughs> so uh, like with our last episode where we pitted Waylon Yutani against Umbrella, we're going to follow a UFC-style 10-point must scoring system. So the winner in each category will get 10 points with the uh, loser getting uh, nine or fewer. And with the so instead of rounds, we have categories and uh, each category, um, basically once we've been through each category, discussed each topic point, we'll have, uh, we'll be scoring them as we go this time. Whereas last time we did it all beforehand because I think it's going to be more interesting for us to come to a unanimous decision during rather than decide beforehand. Yeah. So, without further ado, round or category one. Ding. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. So this is uh, Evil Origin Story. 
Um, so just for reference, I've looked at the, the 1980s cartoons for this, not really any outside material. Mm-hmm. So in the He-Man Masters of the Universe cartoon series, Skeleton is a former pupil of Hordak. Sorry, sorry. Skeleton. I said Skeletor. No, you said Skeleton. No, you said Skeleton. I'm sorry. Skeletor <laughs> is a former pupil of Hordak. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait, sorry. That would be the worst. Like, if he was just, <laughs> just called, called Skeleton. Skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like all the writers were like, okay, I can't. Uh, uh, He's got a skull it. for a head. Uh, skeleton? skeleton? Cool, let's go for lunch. Like, yeah. It's almost as lazy as Thundercats, where it's like, we've got a mummy. Uh, Egyptians love the god Ra. Mum Ra. There we go. <laughs> we've nailed it. <laughs> Okay, let's start again. Ah, see, mm. I, sorry, I always took Mumra to mean it was more of a Ra as in a lion's roar because Thundercats. Ra. Mumra. Mumra. But, it's probably a bit of both. Probably. Um, anyway, we'll look at him next to time. <laughs> back to you. In the 1980s cartoon series, Skeletor is a former pupil of Hordak, leader of the evil Horde. That's capital E, capital H. Uh, Hordak invades Eternia and kidnaps uh, the king and queen's twin babies from the palace. He is intercepted by man-at-arms and the royal guard, and they capture his apprentice, Skeletor, and force him to divulge the whereabouts of his master, who retreated to his base of operations, Snake Mountain. Uh, When cornered, Hordak opened a random interdimensional portal. (laughs) That made me laugh. He's just like, gotta get out of here, it doesn't matter where. Um, Fucking orangey. (laughs) Later revealed to have led to Etheria which if you know anything about He-Man and She-Ra, you know is the homeworld of She-Ra. Well, not the homeworld. Her homeworld is... Her adopted is a, homeworld. Yeah, I was going to say her uh, actual So Hordak a takes uh, baby Princess Adora through the portal, leaving Skeletor behind on Eternia. Skeletor then raises an army of powerful minions on his own and takes over as ruler of Snake Mountain. So before we go any further, just a quick note from me uh, while we're talking about She-Ra um, and Dora and not Eternia. Etheria. Etheria. If you haven't already and you're out there and you have Netflix, watch uh, She-Ra, Princess of Power. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so good. And it's the most fabulously gay time you will ever have. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Carry Back to business. On. Back to business. So that's Skeletor. It's a pretty uh, layered backstory. Yeah. Uh, you, you build in a lot of motivations there immediately. His master abandoned him on this strange new world. It already gives you an inkling to what Skeletor's standing was with his boss. He was a min- he was a minion who rose to become an overseer. So, but still, even like you know, he's 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 up in the uh, echelons of command at some point, right? Hordak's taking him with him, but Hordak goes, newborn baby Skeletor, newborn baby Skeletor. Do you know what? This newborn baby is going to be more useful to me than my apprentice in the future. <laughs> Uh, and he was right. Let's let's be fair. Um, but that's for another episode, I guess. So Cobra Commander, um, a little bit less. Sorry, just one. To- Kazu. He's he's trying to get into the bathroom. I think. Yeah, you're gonna have. No, he's not. He's trying to get into my vape cupboard. Oh. Uh, our little main just habit. pounding away. He hates closed doors at the moment. Like, yeah, he does. This morning, when I was in the bathroom for having a shower, he was going insane trying to get under the door. He just takes it really personally. <laughs> Um, just a cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. All the others seem to mind. Closed. This is my domain. I have free <laughs> reign everywhere. Yeah. I want to put my head in the toilet, and that's my right. Uh, right, Cobra Commander, slightly less nuanced for the cartoon. Um, Cobra Commander is the leader of Cobra, described in the show's opening theme as a ruthless ter- terrorist organization determined to rule the world. 
that's it. That's it. I think in other materials, there's a bit more to it. Like I think in the comic books that he's got, he's a Vietnam vet who's come back to America <laughs> and has <laughs> all the usual problems you would expect. Um, and, and, so I, and his answer is, I'm going to take over the world. Well, I, to be fair, mm. you know, if you're a Vietnam vet and you've come back to America and you're having a shitty time because the government won't take care of you, taking over the world is a solution what? to that. Is... Is, I'm not saying it's a reasonable so, one. Are we saying that Cobra Commander could be alternate universe Rambo? Yes, I think that is exactly what we are saying, unequivocally <laughs> and without room for further debate. <laughs> well, that's now canon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of who wins the evil origin story, just based purely off the material in the cartoons, Skeletor's origin story is deeper. It, it has, he actually has one has as one. opposed he's to, he's not just a guy. He was just a bad guy that he's appeared. Just a terrorist. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wonder, I do wonder in like, because obviously, you know, that terrorism is a foil in so much media these days. Uh, you know, there's so much TV, like everything, every, it's always bad guy terrorists. You know, you look at NCIS, uh, NCIS LA, NCIS New York. Um, what are the 24? 24 is a mm. great example. <laughs> Um, well, so that's the odd adage, isn't it? Like one person's terrorist, another person's freedom fight. Yeah. Well, the guy true. who killed Franz Ferdinand in um, Austria, not well in Serbia, he, yeah. uh, by the people, well, by the Austro-Hungarian government, he's a, he was a terrorist. By the people of Serbia, he's a hero. There are there's statues devoted to him in that town. Yeah. Including yep. they've marked out the footsteps he's taken from the place he bought a sandwich for lunch and then spotted the car. <laughs> It's difficult to see who Cobra would appear as, as freedom fighters to, though. I think we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about some of the things Cobra Commander has actually done. Um, because their, their goals are very sort of vague and unspecified. I've got a lot. To, I will have a lot to We've say. We've got so much to say about this. I'm really excited to discuss what Cobra <laughs> Commander has done. <laughs> but for the moment, in terms of the origin story, personally, I think Skeletor runs away with that. Yeah, I mean, um, like he's just got a more nuanced story. What about you, Bung? What's your opinion? Are you a, are you voting Skeletor or Cobra Commander as a having a better origin story? I think it's going to have to be Skeletor, man. Yeah, it's, it's, he it's has actually, one. It's yeah. a backstory. It's not just like he is man, he is terrorist. Yeah, he wants to rule the world. So yeah, there are you know there are relationships in there. There's future storylines that are branched off from, yeah. from this point of origin and it doesn't even get into later stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, the yeah. Original, the bad guy's backstory. Yeah. Hey, I mean, G.I. Joe had Action Force. Yeah, but that was just like the European branding of G.I. Joe <laughs> for the toy line. <laughs> like, you know, G.I. Joe is a bit too American. We want something much more Eurocentric. Action Force? Action Force, peacekeeping crew. <laughs> With blue um, helmet. <laughs> But yeah, I, th I think Skeletor wins this round easily. I think he crushes it. Blue helmet sounds like a, a venereal disease of some kind. <laughs> oh, he's got blue helmet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cobra Commander does have a blue helmet. Just to bring us back round. <laughs> <laughs> but whether you it's, mean actual helmet? Although sometimes it's a blue shroud. Is it, yeah, it's like a hood, isn't it? Well, it's just like a. It, it literally just looks like someone's got a uh, a, a tea towel and cut some eye holes in it. <laughs> and it, put it the over mask his head. is probably really sweaty. Like the was it the visor? The metal it's one. It's a helmet with a, a visor built into it. Yeah, it's either it's metal or plastic or something. It's probably really horrible in the summer. So that's the, like maybe the hood is like his summer garb. So we yes yeah, maybe um, we'll talk more about Cobra Commander's face in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
So next card, next card. So I'm going to give that a ten eight to Skeletor yeah, just because so. he has one Cobra Commander doesn't. Cobra Commander is just insert random terrorist. Yeah, there's here. no origin story. Skeletor got the takedown early and controlled him for the whole round. Yes. Okay. Round two. Evil goals. Uh, so in the case of Skeletor, I noted that his goals are very specific and measurable, which is the key to achieving your goals. He wants to conquer Castle Grace goal, which will then allow him to conquer Eternia and then the universe and allow him to take revenge on Hordak and overthrow Horde Prime. So either a clear steps in place here. He has a plan. Um, he doesn't ever achieve it because it's a kid's cartoon and the bad guys can't win. But, you know, there are, there's... There's a really well-structured plan in place with an endgame that would have been achievable if he was a slightly more competent bad guy. Uh, Cobra Commander's plans are vague. Ruled world. Um, I think it suggests a lack of long-term planning. I mean, the, it's not just the rule of the world. It's the varying schemes he came up with. We're gonna, well, they've got their own category, though. I know. I know how much you want to talk about this. I know it's like it's been burning you up all day. And frankly, I think you're overthinking it. Okay? I would I would argue that some people are underthinking it. <laughs> Cobra Commander. Always underthinking it. Also, I think ruling the world logistically is very complicated. You know, like, Skeletor is like, basically, Castle Grayskull and Eternia is the endgame. You know, if he can do other stuff after that, that's great. But he's keeping it scalable. Yeah. Cobra Commander is just going straight for like, I'm going to rule the world. The world's very big. I don't know how big an organization Cobra is, but I feel like they don't have the manpower to rule the world. I mean, I would agree. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Especially, no, I'll save it. I'll save. I'll save it till we get there. It's like exploding within you. You just want to scream about this. I really do. <laughs> but um, I mean, like, how much of GI Joe did you watch as a kid, Bong? How much do you remember watching as a kid? I don't remember watching much of it as a kid, to be mm -hmm. honest. It there was bits here and there, I think. Like friends had well, friends and I had toys. Mm, I remember yeah. having the toy. Yeah. I my, don't remember watching it. My brothers had a I lot remember. of the toys. And um, had right, He Man as well. Some He Man stuff. Had mm. a lot of He Man toys. Mm. I think He Man definitely uh, at least in the UK was more ingrained in the uh kids subconscious thing. Especially if you were born like early to mid 80s uh during well, that kind of period. I think it was probably a little I mean you know obviously GI Joe was was kid friendly but it was still kind of real life mil military stuff to an extent whereas yeah. He-Man was more in the vein of kind of Conan the Barbarian fantasy but for kids I w I would argue that the cartoon version of GI Joe is more realistic than those two fucking films <laughs> we just watched I don't know I, what you're I talking would also about agree. Um, but one thing that's like ingrained with me with He-Man is the opening theme in my head doesn't just start with the, the He-Man. It mm. has that the tame, uh, Thames uh, TV sting beforehand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where like, the, the London Skyline's rising up out of the Thames. Uh, bah, 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 bah. And then you get into, my name is Adam, Prince of Eternia, yeah. and this is my, yeah. It's re really iconic theme music, the He-Man theme. Oh, yeah, I mean... Oh. I think okay, the is, is there anyone of our generation who isn't like da, 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 like it's just in the blood? Yeah, I, it is iconic, but for me, I was more in Jason the Wheel Warriors for the ultimate theme tune. <laughs> the I mean, the eighties had so many good kids theme tunes though. Yeah. There was so a lot of sincerity and earnestness and power rock. 
Yeah, so Great. much power metal was yeah. used for kids' cartoons. Like we've been watching Ulysses the- 31 lately, which is... I, I mean, I don't know what, more what prog rock. genre of music yeah. that prog opening rock. is. That is prog rock. <laughs> <laughs> we get all- can we afford Rush? No, but we'll get someone else. <laughs> we can get their non-union stuff. equivalent. So we're yeah. going to do... A, uh, I actually was talking to Mark earlier, so Mark's going to join us, and we're going to do, do an episode on Ulysses 31 and just unpack that. Because... There's a lot to talk about. I mean, we've been watching it recently, and like I say, I would not show it to a fucking child. Well, no, like, I would show it to it's a child, but I would be like, don't expect to get anything out of this because it's batshit. So if you don't learn any moral lessons, that's fine. Does that's what G.I. Joe is for. Series of yeah, yeah, he gets home at the end. So unlike um, Jason the Wheel Warriors, which just fucking ends abruptly. It's like, there is, so that's invested, I, man. I got them confused the other night uh, when I was talking to Naomi. It's uh, so Ulysses thirty one has an end. Jace had the last episode written, but never got made. But you can find the script to it online. Does it? I mean, is it a happy ending? Um, yeah, I mean, it's an eighties kids cartoon show. Of course, it fucking is. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So anyway, to to take us back on topic. Um, again, <laughs> I think Skeletor wins this one. I think his goals are sensible, they're achievable. You could make a good vision board out of them. Cobra Commanders are just kind of, uh, let's rule the world. I don't know how, don't look at me. No, he does know how, no. it just makes no fucking sense. But no, the moon thing is not about ruling the world. I, I, we'll get into it. But his, his goal is never yeah. with that plan, that it's going to help him um, rule the world. So, I mean, he does, have, he does have an end goal. His end goal is to rule the world. But I don't think well, it's... Yeah, but if you were to put these like on... Imagine you had a pin... They had Pinterest boards for oh, how yeah, they yeah. Gonna, or if you're having what, your... Not how they're going to do it, what they're going to do. But if you're having your annual review with your boss. Like, okay, I'm going to do this, then this, then this, then this, yeah. then this. Yeah, um, I mean, if you look at it... If we look at it... Just like, what am I going to do? Picture of the globe. Yeah. Yeah, so if we That's look it. at it... If we were looking at it from maybe like a, um, a JIRA project perspective from an administrative like, point of view which is uh, what we all loved about kids cartoons Skeletor would have a uh, an epic with issues and tasks in it and Cobra Commander would just have a task he'd have a hand drawn no, picture of the globe coloured in badly with Literally, his name written across it it would be a compliments page yeah it would be <laughs> and that that compliments page Single would just be page. a pasted a pasted image of the earth and the words I want this. <laughs> kind of like step one, rule the world. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. We know what step buckets. Step don't. three, moon. <laughs> um, so I think again, Skeletor. Skeletor is striding ahead on. This I, th- one. I, I don't think it's a ten. I, I wouldn't say it's a ten eight because there is an end goal for Cobra. Mm. I give it a ten nine. Is Skeletor's more there. organized. Yeah, but organization only takes you so far. Just I would argue that for, well. for evil villains organization takes you a long way and i'm gonna cite stalin and lenin's examples of that now 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 lenin's from when we do kurt angle versus lenin right okay sorry future episodes being given away here (laughs) (laughs) so yeah okay so i think it's skeletal but maybe it's not quite as as clear-cut as before i'm willing to go with the majority personally i think it's a 10-9 because at least cobra commander has a goal whereas in the previous one he didn't have an origin yeah, yeah. Um, a 10-9. Get a bit of 10-9? Okay. Sweet. We're giving 10-9. So Skeletor's definitely taken the first two rounds. Okay, so round three, powers and abilities. Okay. So uh, Skeletor is shown to be a powerful sorcerer with control over a vast range of dark magic, such as the ability to teleport himself and others, uh, send telepathic commands to his minions, 
grow plants. I don't really think that's magic. I think it's just <laughs> growing a, a skill. Hortic- you think it's just horticulture? He's just got a green thumb. Um, he can hypnotize people, cast illusions, project freezing waves, and open gateways between dimensions. Uh, he also possesses considerable scientific skill and is shown to have skill in creating various machines and devices. Let's not forget the one that created lots and lots of miniature clones of him. Yes. That, I mean, great science, bad idea. I, maybe. What were you going to, like, it, I think maybe he took that, you know, that the old adage of what would you rather fight, a horse-sized duck or 10 duck-sized horses? <laughs> he was <laughs> like, like, what if that 10 duck-sized horses? <laughs> <laughs> um, but still, he's, you know, I think we can agree that he's, he's an all-rounder. He can do a lot. He's also, I mean, he has a sword as well. He's, he's quite often gets into, like, duels. That's true. Yeah. Um, Cobra Commander, I think, is best described as a hustler with visions of grandeur. Depending grandeur. on grandeur, depending on grandeur, mate. What, <laughs> what origin story you go with? You can't um, be grandeur, mate. If, if you <laughs> if you take <laughs> uh, if you take the the GI Joe movie, The Rise of Serpentor, um, Cobra Commander is revealed to be a scientist and nobleman from the ancient pre-human society of Cobra La, but that is contradicted by earlier episodes. So it could still be prick. that he's hustling and that's his con thing. And he's like, yeah, no, I was, I was a Cobra La. I love Cobra La. I go there every summer. Um, well, <laughs> and wear my hood. So before we come to a decision on this one, why you brought him up, um, uh, although Serpentor does come up again. We're going to talk about Serpentor again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, because... Um, There's a lot to be said about him as well. Yeah, well, I mean, we're probably going to... So this is why I wanted to mention it now is... Um, we're probably going to do a follow-up episode to this, which is, you know, Serpento versus Hordak, mm-hmm. like the two overlords of these two guys going head-to-head. Yeah, I think that'd um, be cool. Yeah, um, so that would be a, definitely a fun episode yeah. as well. So what are people's thoughts on this? Um, obviously... Skeletal CV is much more impressive. I mean, it depends. It depends how you look at it, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, Cobra Commander's managed to get where he is with no fucking skills. <laughs> so it's a case of, do you look at that as being... So he's at least managed to form a terrorist organization, get some fucking funds from somewhere, <laughs> um, and he's done all that with no skills, no special abilities, just grift. Do we think that's yeah, more... The, ca- the category is powers and abilities, not lack of... <laughs> But I mean, being able to do that is an ability. Like, yeah. you know, a talented con artist has abilities. Yeah. So basically, he, he rolled really high charisma. Yeah. <laughs> basically, he rolled high charisma, and then you've got like a warrior mage. Yeah. But, but that in itself is impressive. But, they, you know, they're living in very different far. worlds, and would their skills translate in each other's worlds? Does that well, matter? Well, I mean, I think that if we're going to look at it from that perspective, if Skeletor can come to our... In fact, he does in the new Adventures of, of uh, He-Man. Does anyone remember that version? Yeah, I do. It was... I'm, I wish I didn't he gets remember cr- He-Man gets called forward in time to the uh, end of... Towards the end of Civilization of the Earth and Skeletor follows him and it's all spaceships but He-Man. It was... It yeah. Was, yeah, it was a. It and was He-Man, a He-Man has a ponytail because it's, it's the cool. 90s he's and hit. it's rad. He's edgy. <laughs> it's Did so have a bad. single earring as well. The, I wish I could forget it because I feel like I could maybe learn some useful things if I didn't have that stuck in my head. If you, if you forget about that, you'll I wish just. You hadn't told me about it. If you forget <laughs> about that, it'll just be replaced with um, uh, King Arthur and the Knights of Camelot. See, I don't remember. Like, I know it existed because I've seen 
footage of it since, but I don't remember it from the time. It's the one where the Ameri- the high school American football team get transported back oh. in time and they become King Arthur of the Knights of the Round Table. But it's yes. all kind of a bit mecha as well. It, uh, that That's ringing so many bells and I hate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's uh, amazing I, what you've managed to, to suppress I in your adulthood. I am a font of just old school cartoons just like burbling around my head. Well, I think there are so many that some of them have just disappeared into the recesses of my brain. Like like I say, I know that that exists. And I I knew that Chase and the Wheel Warriors and Ulysses 31 were a thing, but I don't think I ever saw them as kids. You had a poor childhood? No, I got to watch He-Man and Scooby-Doo and Nightmare and Action Force and Thundercats and She-Ra occasionally. Actually, what were your cartoons of choice when you were growing up, Bong? Oh, man, I was a massive Thundercats. Fan. Yeah, fucking I mean, bug. Thundercats is a fucking mm. classic. Did you watch the reboot version of it? No. It was really good. It was like, it probably shouldn't have been, but it was. I don't know when that came um, out. I, I just don't want to keep that, the those memories in my head. I want to keep <laughs> them as they are. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's a good choice. I remember having the, I had the Thundercats animated movie on video and that VHS got so worn out. Is that the one that is like, it explains the how they got to Third Earth and they're all naked in the spaceship for some reason? Yes. At the beginning, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I don't, I, what, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, there's a problem. It's Stasis button. He ended up older. Yeah. Uh, Quick note. Um, maybe just take the, the um, you know, the mic sensitivity for your Discord. So the auto talk thing. Yeah. Make it a little bit more sensitive, just a touch, because I'm losing the beginning of your words sometimes. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bit, of li- a bit of live production for everyone that seems <laughs> to happen every episode. Behind the scenes magic, so, yeah. but not behind the but scenes. But it's because you made me turn my game down. So Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But the game was like, probably, the pro- it was problematic last time in the edits. <laughs> <laughs> it was problematic in the edits. Yeah, right, Mace, it was problematic in the edits. <laughs> I, had to get, I had to get Jimmy to do it. Now then. Um... <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> yeah, so powers and abilities. Yeah, I, I think Cobra Commander, obviously there's a lot of raw talent there, but it's it's misdirected. <laughs> no, Cobra Commander is basically Trump. <laughs> yeah, I do think that's a good comparison. Yeah, he's great. Sorry, what was that, Bung? Bullshit his way to the top. Yeah, yeah, he's bullshitted his way to founding a terrorist organization, which I must admit is epic amounts of it bullshit. Isn't she, like, it's, it's not necessarily a good achievement, but it is an achievement. I don't think you can take that away from him. But Skeletor can grow plants. I, I, I would say I'd be more impressed impl- um, with his kind of like actual magical abilities rather than just, you know, putting plants in a pot. Yeah, and you don't really see that around um, Snake Mountain, you know, like his succulent collection or whatever. So it's probably not <laughs> a big part of his life. You never know. There may just be off, 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 just off, off, Screen? Off screen. <laughs> Fucking hell. Off, what the hell was off, that? Off, off, off. <laughs> um, just Try. off screen. Just orchids. That's probably what he does no, no, when no, he's no. not fighting him. That's a massive stoner. Yeah, <laughs> that, I could believe that. That would, that would explain a lot. Every night. Probably on that bone. So I don't really know how we wrote this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? 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 Um, you bulb. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really know how we rate this one because obviously Skeletor does have a lot of magical and physical attributes, but the Cobra Commander bullshit his way to the top of an international terrorist organization. I mean, still, like, objectively for me, having actual powers is probably better. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, is it? I mean, is this really a fair category? Like, if one of your contestants has magic. So far, have any of these really been fair towards um, Cobra Commander? But I'm just reporting the facts, Mongol. We'll get to it, but there's a fucking reason for this. <laughs> so I think I'm giving this to Skeletor again? Yes, but I'm only I'm, I'm going to be kind because give it a 10-9 because he's going to get slaughtered eventually. <laughs> okay, um, moving on to uh, greatest successes. So for this, I looked at some YouTube compilation videos, which are basically like Skeletor's top five moments, and I picked the ones that I thought were, were most notable. Uh, so he gave He-Man amnesia and then sent him to another dimension, which I think is pretty, you know, as plans go, it's pretty airtight. Um, mm. It didn't work because he's a bad guy and his plans always fail, but it is a solid plan. Uh, he also wants drained Eternia of Oxygen, which, again, um, I mean, it's, it's genocide, but it's a good plan if your plan is to kill everyone. Had he just watched um, Spaceballs the movie by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's... Um, it's it's extreme, but I imagine it would have been effective if not for He-Man. Where do you... Okay, well, when we come on to the, um, the Cobra Commander ones, I'll talk about it, but... Uh, so what other was that? All the schemes? Those are the ones I thought that you know they were they were solid plans. That I think in the hands of a better villain could have succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are his greatest successes. I, I mean, I, personally, I would add, I would add you know cloning several hundred of himself, but at like ankle height as a, you know a success. It's a success. Uh, is it a great success? It's lots of little successes. It's an impressive scientific feat. Oh, we'll give him that much. Uh, and then for Cobra apart Cobra, from the fact that so no apart from the fact that he lets He-Man come in and then just all He-Man does is make two clones of himself and beats everything. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, he probably should have made bigger clones of himself. Like if you're gonna make clones, make giant clones. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so moving on to Cobra Commander's greatest successes. There, he was able to or Cobra were able to take control of the world's oil supply via cloaking devices, which, you know, oil, especially in the 80s and 90s, that was probably and now, a good thing to get hold of. always. Yeah. Uh, they had the Weather Dominator, which they used to weaponize climate change. I think it's quite a, a forward-looking piece of technology to, and, and relevant today. I mean, but they could have just, you know, not bothered and na- let nature take its course. Waited. Like, I've got a plan. We're just going to sit here for two decades and see what happens. Uh, maybe G.I. Joe will be hit by a hurricane. Sorry, what was that book? Leave the engines running in your cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just spray all the aerosol and use free online fridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Frankly. this one, which I thought was actually really quite ingenious, uh, using synthoids to replace most of G.I. Joe's top officers. Um, what is a synthoid? A synthoid is, is basically a replicant. Okay, so basically he went invasion of body snatchers. Yeah. And, you know, apparently they, they did actually manage to replace a lot of the top brass for a short time. So, okay, again, they're the villains in a kid's cartoon. They're never going to really win. But that's a, you know, that's a pretty B-plus achievement, I think. Um, I... Hmm. I'm almost tempted to give this one to Cobra Commander. Yeah? I am, yeah. Like, the, one, the ones we got for Skeletor there, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're good things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, like I said, they're going to fail because it's a kid's cartoon. But... With Cobra actually managing to take control of the world's oil supply, yeah, that in this day and age would bring so many governments to a grinding halt. Yeah, absolutely, it would be a huge deal. 
and right. I sorry, and I'll, replace Ross in a military outfit. Yeah, again, again, fucking amazing. Hmm. I think this is. I'm almost tempted to go ten eight to Cobra. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, especially when you take into account that um, the one of Skeletor's great successes was draining the entire planet of oxygen and committing genocide. Where, okay, great, you've now got all the power and everything, um, but there's no there's no one left. What if you need someone to help build your portal back to Hordak, right? Mm. Yeah, you've killed everybody. Yeah, it's probably just as well. You've killed your minions, because mm. Beastman needs air, right? Presumably, he is a beast. They are known for breathing oxygen. I'm assuming Skeletor... <laughs> Sorry, what was He's a beast and a man. Yeah, that's two things that require oxygen. Um, oh, man, E-faces. <laughs> oh, forgot about him. Yeah. I had the toy of him. Really? Yeah, I think we did as well. Or am I thinking of... Tri- yeah, 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 was it yeah. Triclops? You had like the, the eye band that you could spin around and it changed his eye. Oh, yeah, so the Triclops... Is that what his name? Triclops? I, th- I think it was Triclops. I remember Triclops. like the toy had three eyes. No, no, there was like three a band faces. around. No, no, no. There, there, was, there was one who was like that, mm. but there was also yeah. one called Triclops, and the toy had like a little band around its head that you could spin, and it would change the kind of eye he had. How many kinds of eyes are there? Three, at Just least. <laughs> Sad eye, happy eye, and angry eye. Yeah. And maybe there was a neutral eye. Maybe there was a lustful eye. <laughs> Lusting for evil in. Um. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's ten eight. I actually know it is a 10 because killing everybody on the planet with no, like, I mean, okay, Skeletor, like, we don't know if he needs oxygen, right? Because he's, he's skeleton on the head, but he he's seems to have body, right? body, yeah. Uh, so, so it means there's a good chance he's got lungs there, so he needs oxygen as well, Yeah. right? It's, yeah, it's perhaps not the best conceived of his plan. I'm assuming because he's just a disembodied skeleton, he effectively breathes through his neck. Like the most extreme tracheotomy ever. <laughs> well, no, maybe we just still inhale through the. Not- Does he have nostrils? He has nostrils. Um, I mean, he has. Yeah. Yeah, the hole where nostrils would feed into, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, depriving an entire planet of oxygen definitely could have its drawbacks. Whereas replacing military leaders with replicants, I see no downside to that. And I, I, I kind of love that you put as that on the greatest success as opposed to wackiest. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, like, it, it's a pretty solidly conceived plan. You know, there's a very definite, like, if I do X, Y will happen, which will allow me to do Z. As opposed to just, for example, but, not to give anything away, putting your face on the moon. Well, come to, this is what I mean, but the Z has to make fucking sense. Well, or there has to be something after does, Z. Well, yeah, He-Man is dead. He-Man very much needs oxygen. I think that was that was the thought process. <laughs> but nothing further. No, as, as is so often the case with these villains. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think also Cobra schemes, they they make good use of real world um, sciences and issues. And I think they should get something for that. Talking about real world science. Um, so CBD, it's really, really, really... A uh, great piece of uh, scientific wonder that we've done Look by. How extra- slick you are. I know I'm getting better at this. <laughs> I, I would be if someone didn't keep pointing out when I was trying to do transition. <laughs> like an advert. Like do transmission into an advert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
yes, this the show this week is brought to you again by easypeasycbd.co.uk. Um, your one-stop shop for all your CBD needs. They have a great selection of uh, turpins, crumbles, baked liquids, oils, and also a nice range of DIY equipment for making up your own variations of CBD concentrates. Uh, they also have all the equipment that you need to do that, some uh, cool little dab vape pens as well. And if you head over there now and use the code rambling, that's rambling, you will get 40% off. So that's easypeasycbd.co.uk for all your CBD needs. Uh, I use it pretty much on a daily basis. It helps with back pain for me, helps with nerve pain for Naomi. It's just a great little piece of science that we did by extracting the non-psychoactive parts of cannabis and making it freely available. Because the benefits are huge. Are we done? We're done. Okay. You go, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I think we're giving this round to Cobra. I think we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think, okay, because like, I, I mean, personally, like, I'll let you two make the deciding. If you just, if you both rule against me, then fine. But for me, it's actually a 10-8 because I think just the, the oxygen exercise is so fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's fine by me. What about you, Bong? What's your opinion? A pin? It's your opinion, man. Uh, I, th- I think purely, it's it definitely Cobra. And last I was earlier saying, I think this is going to be 10-8 Cobra because their plans, the, the, their best, well, schemes, for lack of a better phrase, uh, have actually been ones that in a real world situation would be a great way of seizing power mm. without like with the seasonal oil supply you could take control of the world by doing that today and again you could do it with very little bloodshed yeah. you're like boom I control the oil yep yeah, uh, the there is America sending its entire army after you <laughs> <laughs> no because they just send the Joes that's <laughs> it it's just the Joes um, the other the other thing um, as well is I think the uh, schemes of uh, Cobra Commander uh, and Cobra in general, I forgot the point I was going to make now as I was talking. (laughs) That's really annoying. It was something very poignant. Um, They are schemes that you could see. Now, now the point is gone. Are you going to say they're potentially real-life scenarios well i mean yeah there is that i mean the, like well, maybe real life real life in terms of like maybe a hideo they're, they're kojima relevant. game well, they, they tackle relevant topics um and as we know one of the really important things kid cartoons from the 80s did was teach you important life lessons like don't deprive entire planets of oxygen uh and don't replace your boss with a, uh, a synth um and no no it's half the battle gi joe they actually use that line in the film they do twice <laughs> yeah <laughs> unprovoked <laughs> okay. oh that's one thing about okay, before we get on there's one thing about the films so for some reason everyone in the film has back like so everyone who's in Cobra has backstory with the mate with Channing Tatum's character Duke so he dated the Baroness he was on <laughs> missions with the guy who turns out to be uh, Cobra who got killed in, well supposedly killed in a bombing raid i Destro is actually a, a, a contractor for the U.S. military. Yeah, um, everyone's everyone's interconnected somehow, aren't they? There's nobody yeah. who's just like, look, I'm just a terrorist. You know? 
I'm just doing my terrorist job. There are terrorists with a terrible backstory that connects them to the hero, or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The twenty-three still has a fucking backstory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah, it just got a bit overkill. Like it, it, it was very, very like you could see that the writers were like, ah, this is going to be clever. And this, this is going to be, be the clever. big reveal. This, oh yeah, yeah. and it's this like amazed dude. You're making a GI Joe film, and you're like just oh my. Have you seen? Have you actually seen them, Bong? Uh, I've like seen the start of. The first one, I think. That's probably enough. Why is Marlon Wayans being cast as a uh, an action hero ever? <laughs> Maybe he was trying to, to change things up. It didn't work. No, it's notable that they didn't bring him back for the second film, even just to kill him off. That's true. That's mm. true. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're in agreement uh, before my diverges back to those films because they're haunting me. <laughs> Um, we're gonna. We're actually Cobra Commander is gonna win one. It's gonna be a ten-eight decisive strike. Yay! So y- yay for Chris Latter. <laughs> yay for evil. Uh, so we're right. now <laughs> moving on to wackiest scheme. I know Nero can barely contain himself. Uh, <laughs> so Skeletor's wackiest schemes. Again, I looked at compilations online and picked the ones that I thought stood out. Uh, other people may disagree. Uh, sending firework spiders to attack He-Man. Okay, that's the whole. Wait, 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 thing. wait, 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 wait. This this requires some unpacking. There's nothing to unpack. No, no. We need to unpack what exactly constitutes a firework. It's spider. a firework that, when it goes off, it makes the shape of a spider and attacks He-Man. Okay, so it's not like it's spiders. not a spider with fireworks. Uh, see, or... I was, no, I was envisioning a spiders made out of lots of fireworks that would explode. You know? No, no, no. It's just it's fireworks that make spider shapes that attack He-Man. That's it. That's the whole thing. So he basically saw that one scene in The Hobbit. Um, yeah, it was thought, like, what if that, but spiders? So it was a downgrade <laughs> in a lot of ways from the dragon. <laughs> uh, so I think you'll agree. Pretty wacky. And uh, the other one that really stood out to me... Wait, what um, was that, Bung? That, no, I'm just... Yeah. Uh, in awe. <laughs> was, um, he summoned an, inter- an interdimensional demon that he had no means of controlling, and that immediately turned on him. <laughs> uh, so... What? Pretty ill conceived from beginning what? to end. What? 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 Um, you boob. Although I have Can't to say, do, your Skeletor is so better, much better than mine. Royal boob. Um, <laughs> I have to say, in Skeletor's defense for that second one, he had previously summoned an interdimensional demon that he really hit it off with, and they, it did help him fight He-Man. So he probably thought, "I just have a thing with demons, like we just click." Um, but it didn't happen the second time round, and he didn't really have any safeguards in place <laughs> for this. So. Um, bad call and and that was the prequel to doom and what you actually <laughs> realize is doom was set on eternia <laughs> blowing everybody's mind <laughs> we're through the looking glass people and now right okay cobra commander are you just, ready just, just, just no i'm doing do we this. skip straight to the end i'm fucking i'm just doing this we don't want to talk about the dinosaurs we can um, come back, but I, I'm sorry, this can't fucking wait any longer. <laughs> I've been obsessing over this all day, and we're here now. And I'm for this one bit, I'm taking fucking charge. So, here's the thing. Picture this: you're in Cobra headquarters. There's Cobra Commander and there's Destro sat there, maybe at the canteen having a coffee. And Cobra Commander turns to Destro and he's like, "Do you know what? I'm gonna." Spend all, take, get a load of money, and I'm going to build a big fucking laser. And uh, Destro's like, yeah, why not? That sounds like a great idea. We can cause a lot of damage with a laser. So, you know, 
Cobra Commander goes off, builds a laser, comes back, and uh, he's like, hey, Destro, Destro, guess what? I've got the laser. Uh, Destro's like, great, so now what are we going to do with it? And Cobra Commander's idea for the laser is to carve his own face into the moon. <laughs> I don't know why this is so complicated. <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> it's what, what? Okay, okay. You spend all this money and resource mm -hmm. on this laser. Millions, according to Destro. Millions. And you want to carve your face into the moon. Is this just like a PR exercise? Did no one suggest a billboard or two? It's first? <laughs> like Awareness racing for Cobra. Commander. A bit of SEO, some Google AdWords campaigns. <laughs> yeah, but this oh. was the 90s. We didn't know about that stuff then. Okay. We knew about giant lasers. <laughs> Jewish space lasers. Hey, maybe that's where Marjorie Taylor Greene, maybe she, she just watched that episode and got it a little bit confused in her head. And Cobra Commander's not Jewish, though. That we know. We, I mean, we don't know. We don't know anything about him. That's true. Yeah. He you don't know his it. backstory. Yeah, he doesn't have one. So if he, you know, he's whatever you want him to be. Um, okay. But yes, okay. So back to the back to the face on the moon thing, right? So we've got to, let's pull this apart a little bit, please. What's the what's the what's the what's the benefit? What the, do you get the, from it? You get Cobra Commander's face on the moon, which Cobra Commander wants. But I don't think he's thinking end? beyond that. He's just like, what if my face was on the moon? And he found a way to make it happen. And in a way, that's admirable. Bungled thoughts. I mean, it's a way of getting your face out there. I guess it's a way of getting your face on the moon. Yes, but his face yep. is just a fucking metal shield. Well, he might have gone for his summer garb. We don't oh, know. Oh, so it'll look like there's a ghost on the moon. <laughs> yeah, the moon's haunted. Maybe that's it. it. It's all a ploy to foil NASA. So he's going to make it. everyone think the moon is haunted so they won't send any more missions think, to the moon. I think your, your issue with this is you're looking at this in, in a, a kind of like, how does this benefit Cobra the organization? But Cobra Commander was not looking to benefit Cobra the organization. He was looking to put his face on the moon for his own gratification. And in that respect, even though it's a wacky scheme, he, you know... Has he never heard of a portrait? Well, maybe he <laughs> maybe he was thinking bigger. <laughs> maybe he already had portraits and they didn't satisfy him. I mean, a sculpture? A big one. But if you're going to go for a big sculpture, why not sculpt your face into the moon? Yeah. There's tide... Like, I mean, depends on how much you get deep you go and you can Are shape you it. Saying, if you didn't get the chance to carve your face into the moon, you wouldn't? I, I no, I, I'm actually saying I genuinely wouldn't. <laughs> I would not. Like, okay, f put it into this context, that in Bong, you've carved your face on the moon. It's a full moon, clear night. You go outside. You're smoking a joint, or you've taken some truffles, and you look up and you see your face in the moon. You know you've really made it then. No, you don't know. The, things are gonna might start going sideways. But this is assuming that Cobra Commander is taking drugs while he looks at his face on the moon, which I, there's no evidence yeah. that he would do that. Uh, yeah, granted, but I'm, I, I wasn't really talking about Cobra Commander. I was, I was trying to, I was trying to dissuade Bungle from spending his hard-earned money on the laser <laughs> to put his face on the moon. Don't do it, Bungle. Save your money. But, I, I think but space laser to carve my face in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just like to add that they stole it. They didn't build it. So, so why did um, it cost millions? It cost them millions to arrange the theft. I don't know. They had to pay robbers. I don't know how but, it works. But he's got Cobra. He's like. 
But, well, he's got to pay his minions, hasn't he? Cobra's an organisation. They have pension plans. That shouldn't plans. have cost additional millions. That should be built into their salary. Or tr- do <laughs> a bit. It was overtime. <laughs> also, if any of them die, they have to pay out life insurance. Yeah, well. No, fuck that. Do a Vince, independent contractors. <laughs> no, you know, Cobra is, is very specifically a terrorist organisation. I, I think there are probably company benefits. Yeah, but I would I would argue that you can't get a legally binding document drawn up for joining a terrorist organization. Hey, you can carve your face in the moon uh, with a space know, laser. You, you, you can do anything. You have HR departments. <laughs> True. I, that, yeah. They, <laughs> they, yeah. I, actually, you know, signing up for it, if you go to work for any major, like, corporation, big, big corporations, like, you know, a big bank or something, you're effectively working for a financial terrorist organization. And you don't know that they aren't funneling money towards lasers for the moon. I mean, HSBC was funneling money towards Mexican cartels. If any of them end up with like their faces on the moon, and or if you see a Mexican flag on the moon or MS13 on the moon, yeah, then we so know. Then we know it's um it's the goal of every bad guy, really. Really, um, but it's also just one of his many wacky schemes. I do want to highlight a couple of the what others. Did- like, I know this one has been burning you up inside because you don't see an end goal for it, but I would argue that the end goal is to have your face on the moon. And if you're a narcissistic terrorist dictator, that's probably enough. But his face is a fucking mirror. But it's still his face. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess it could be anyone under there, but he knows it's him. And, and Okay, okay, okay. Just, just to further, what happens if something goes wrong with the laser and they, like... You, I don't know, you come out, someone puts like Pete Burns' lips on there or something. Then you've what you've done well, You wouldn't know because he's wearing a mask. Well, okay, no, but they do something on top of the mask. You know, okay. <laughs> if someone graffitied his moon Let's face. be honest, who, whoever's going to be operate, operating this um, laser, chances are they're going to be a man because there were a higher proportion of males in Cobra. There's, yeah, there's like one woman in Cobra. Exactly. So that means there is a dick being drawn on the moon. <laughs> But, I mean, again, maybe that's enough. Oh, well, there is. Cobra Commander. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically, oh, no, there's a dick too. being drawn on the moon. Um, all right, all right, I'll let it go but for But I now. think you, we can all agree it's a very wacky scheme. I'll, I'll let it go for now. Um, uh, amongst many wacky schemes, such as cloning dinosaurs to use as weapons, um, obviously never having read Jurassic Park. I was going to say the... Uh, or consider that their space <laughs> laser could easily take out a dinosaur. Did, did um, InGen do a... Uh, hostile takeover of Cobra. <laughs> just had like a crossover event. <laughs> I, was, I was at this InGen lecture the other day and they're onto something big with dinosaurs. Um, but mi- militarizing dinosaurs is a pretty common staple of like sci-fi fantasy pulp, you know? It, mm. it, it's a wacky scheme, but there's some history behind it. Um, they oh. also wanted to miniaturize Cobra troops to put inside Christmas presents. What was the, what, what was the cartoon the way they had the like di- dinosaurs? Wasn't it called, just called Dino Riders? There was Dino Riders, and what was the other one, though? I think also Dino Riders. No, Dino Saucers. Dino Saucers. That is a thing, one. right? No, I think you've made no. it up. Mm. Did they, they ever give Denver that. the last dinosaur a gun? No. Yeah. He was your sure. friend. No, because he was your friend, and a whole lot more. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, to be honest to me, um, says we need... Um, What's his name to catch a predator in there? Um, <laughs> Why don't you take a seat, Chris Denver? Hansen. Sorry, Chris Hansen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Denver, Denver, what are you doing here, man? Why are you naked? <laughs> so you've got beers, uh, some a skateboard, a guitar, and a skateboard, <laughs> pink <laughs> glasses. <laughs> what were you expecting when you came here? <laughs> well, he can't answer because he's a dinosaur. 
Could Denver speak? I don't think he spoke, did he? Um, I I can't remember. Like in my head, yes, dinosaurs was the thing. I'm not mental. Okay, so what is dinosaur? Like, what is the saucer part? Um, okay. Are they in? No, no, UFOs? no. I'm trying to find the synopsis for it. Because Dino Riders is fairly self-explanatory. I mean, it's eighties, man. You just to pick two words out of a bowl and go, <laughs> and okay, your next line it. of coke and went home. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, so that's how it happened. Quick summary of dinosaurs. Two factions of warriors from outer space crash land on Earth. A good one in light blue armor and an evil one in uh, in red. Uh, that's the only way you can tell. So an evil one of red dinosaurs. No, an evil one of red dinosaurs in dark blue armor. The good join forces with several Earth children to stop the evil from conquering this new world. But I love that it went to the, the plot synopsis has the detail of what color uniform they wear. <laughs> so Never mind that one of them is just fucking red. <laughs> so you know who to trust. I mean, like a lot of these 80s cartoons were like, uh, there's a planet and it's full of, I don't know, robots or dinosaurs or skeletons. That's what happens in outer space. Do you remember Skeleton Warriors, Bong? No. Okay. Um, this is this is the weirdest shit. Skeleton Warriors. Yeah, yeah. It's Skeleton Warriors. Look, at this, I'll, I'll ping you a link afterwards. It's, I'll it's like the, kind of sci-fi horror kid show, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, post-apocalyptic sci-fi horror. Really cool toy line. Another one where they made the toy line before they made the show. Mm. So, uh, but can we please talk about the, the miniaturized Cobra Troops and people's Christmas presents? What is it with both of these guys miniaturizing <laughs> shit? Obviously, it's a really easy technology to perfect. So explain this this particular plan in more detail. Well, I mean, that's that's it, really. Um, they were going to miniaturize Cobra troops and put them in Christmas presents. So when people opened their presents on Christmas Day, their houses would become full of Cobra troops. So... Cobra! <laughs> As they jump out. Yeah. Well, I'd be more like, Cobra! Cobra! But, so that means he watched um, what's that, Toy Soldiers and went... <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> That's my next big scheme. Was it toy soldiers or small soldiers? I think it was toy soldiers. Small soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Bungle's right. Small soldiers. So, okay. Um, I read the mistake in a pub quiz. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll never forget now. So, I think Cobra Commander has come up with a lot more wacky schemes than Skeletal has. But in a sense... I'm sorry. He, put, he wanted to put his face on the moon for no reason. Which... It benefited no one. But it is wacky. I'm not denying that it's... I'd say it's beyond And it benefited wacky. him. He had his face on the moon. Only during the night and only... Well, during dur- the like, day as well. You no, just wouldn't be able to see. You'd only see it really in full one night every month when there was a full moon. But think how special that night would be. You'd have moon viewing parties. Tonight's the night we get to see my face on the moon. So you're telling me that that what what actually is going to happen is Cobra Commander is going to go all new age and get crystals and howl at the moon with his his menstruating sisters? Maybe. I mean, who knows? It's but I think the point is it's wacky, and I think but I think this is a difficult one because Skeletor lives in a fantasy sci-fi world where everything is kind of wacky. So I feel like a lot of his schemes are wacky by definition and by default. Well, what? How are we? Like, is the wackiest the the wackier the scheme the winner? Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, it's Cobra fucking Commander. He wanted to put his face on the fucking moon. <laughs> I really feel like you're you're thinking too much about this. Yeah. What, what? He's a megalomaniac. He's gonna want to put his face on the moon. I mean, like, I, I can understand the narcissistic point, but he also wants to take over the world. And how does this help? It's not like he's he's Coca Cola and it's gonna be like brand. Maybe you know? in. 
the world it's of the GI Joes, whoever gets their face on the moon first owns the Earth. Or it's a preparation for when he does rule the world. Everyone's like, ah, oh, the great leader, look at him on the moon. And then every full moon would be a celebration of the leader's life. It's pretty impressive to have what, your face on the moon. Did, okay, so here's the thing. Here, right? Did Cobra Commander use time travel at any point? Not to my knowledge. Shit. Because I was going to say the more sensible thing if he had time travel would be to go back to like ancient Inca times, do it then and make them all worship you as a god and hope it carries through. You could do through. that just by showing up as a white man though. With a gun. Yeah. You wouldn't need white to put man with a gun. <laughs> no, no. That's um, a whole thing in regards to, I think it's Quetzalcoatl or one of the ancient gods mm. was actually a white man who turned up on their shores. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh God! Could you imagine? It was in um, "Fingerprints of the Gods" by uh, Graham Hancock. Mm. He's talking about it. Could yeah. you imagine, like the ancient god, the QAnon shaman? Ugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I think we have to give this round to Cobra Commander. Yeah, I mean, he pop- oh, it's a romp. You say, "Man, face on the moon again." I'm gonna fly to Amsterdam and slap you in the face and then fly <laughs> do you not, did you not do you not see what, where, why I have such an issue with this plan I think we can all agree that it's not necessarily it's beneficial plan, to their long term goals to... I mean but it's just like but it is it's wacky. a fucking awesome thing to do it's just like boom <laughs> fuck you I've got the moon bitch oh you don't you put a flag on it my face is on it motherfucker <laughs> yeah, it's a big that's what it's about it's a massive it's a flex it's <laughs> okay. like, oh you not say it's, oh you, you, got, you put a flag up there little tiny flag I just burnt it with my giant laser while making my face. It's so, also a pretty impressive display of what the laser is capable of. Yeah, so I've that, I have this laser, motherfuckers. Don't make me aim it at you. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that. That's definitely that's definitely a really good point. But it's a in that case, why not write a ransom note on the moon? No one's going to no, see it. Start, boom! This is my face, motherfucker. That kind of is. It's a statement of intent. My laser. Yeah, but the the, the the my counter argument to this is if we're going to be a little bit self aware, he's in an eighties kids cartoon. So ultimately, even if he gets his face on the moon and then intends to do something more with the laser, the Joes are going to stop him, and then they'll probably have the laser, and then the end of the episode will be them graffitiing all, all over his face, <laughs> so make him like drawing mustaches on Cobra Commander. Maybe if you know that your plans are going to be foiled anyway, you're like, well, fuck it, I may as well just put my face on the moon while I've got this laser. And also, it mean it would mean that, like you know, Pink Floyd have to reissue all their album covers. The Cobra side of the movie. Mm. Cobra side of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, to conclude, face on the moon, Cobra wins. That's I, I, I'm I'm vetoing that one definitely. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, but I I think Skeletor's wackiest schemes. I don't think that's that, that's more than that. I think I'd give him a nine. Come I on. mean, the, okay, like, yeah, fair enough. Because the demon. Hey. Let's get this random demon from another dimension. I'm sure it will be fine. What could go wrong? I'm good with demons. Demons love me. Yeah. And again, it's the narcissism. But like, as as we'll find, like, we'll come on to this next. I'm just talk. Okay. Just, next, I, sorry, my rage. <laughs> you need to. You need to let this go. Um, next is public perception. So I think Skeletor is generally seen as as a bumbling figure, but Boob. he his you royal boob. His threats were always taken seriously by He-Man. You know, if Skeletor was doing something, He-Man and his crew were like, we need to find out, we need to stop him. There was never any question that you couldn't, you know, you couldn't just leave Skeletor to his own devices. <laughs> he was going to be no, doing he, something. He, he'd suck up all the oxygen off the exactly, planet. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, whereas Cobra Commander um, was constantly ridiculed by his own subordinates for his plans. And they eventually replaced him with a genetically engineered super soldier. 
So you can't see it, but this is me like, I'm celebrating victory. It's a proof positive that putting your face on the moon was a dumb idea because it made everyone who works for you go, well, he's a dick. I think, I mean, I think it was probably just, you know, one instant in a, in a whole series of instances where people like, we could, we could make a better leader ourselves. So I'll, I'll let you tell it, the origin story of Serpentor. Uh, <laughs> so the, the idea was that they were going to get DNA from uh, they being Cobra, not Cobra Commander, Cobra's underlings. So um, they were going to get DNA it? from history's greatest warriors and some other historical figures of note, like well, Rasputin, because what you, yeah, I mean, sexy mystic monk, very important to get in there. Wasn't it? primarily Destro and um, Baroness? I Probably. Yeah. Um, maybe Sartan as well. He's I don't know how Baroness got that DNA from Rasputin. <laughs> I'm just looking to find the actual... Well, um, wasn't there Genghis Khan? It was, so it was, um, they definitely had Napoleon, Julius Caesar, Hannibal, um, Attila Lecter. the Hun. Uh, many others. <laughs> like, we need him to be cannibalistic. That's important. None of this moon face shit. We need someone who's going to eat babies. Um, oh, just go look up the Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there were others involved, but one thing, uh, they one strand of DNA they meant to put in was Sun Tzu, so that he would be a balanced and reasonable leader. But the Joes conspired to swap out Sun Tzu's DNA with Sergeant Slaughter's. Um, which gave him an extra boost of uh, aggressiveness and impulsiveness. Yeah, do you not remember that Sergeant Slaughter from the WWF was a G.I. Joe? It was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he was in the cartoon. He was an actual oh. Joe. He had an action figure and everything. He got in trouble He got in trouble with Vince for having that action figure because it wasn't licensed by the WWE. <laughs> uh, so oh. yeah, so they, they, they made a better leader in Serpentor um, and Cobra Commander was kind of relegated to, to second fiddle and then the the animated film which has a, a slightly different origin for Serpentor because you have this ancient pre-human society of Cobra La um, from which he comes mm -hmm. um, okay I'm just going to say Cobra La sounds like a gay festival for snakes maybe that was something they did right it's like you know Mardi Gras Cobra La mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes yeah, Pentor eventually ends up ousting Cobra Commander in the film by the end of the G.I. Joe film Cobra Commander has literally been turned into a snake um, because he's been infected with spores from Cobra La so I actually watched the just the start of the the, the ca cartoon film the other day and it's so funny so it starts off with Serpentor and Cobra Commander arguing and Cobra Commander is like, it's not a question. It is a question of leadership, but not my leadership. It's your incompetence as a Sementor. And Sementor is like, my incompetence, dude, face moon. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, Cobra Commander is like, Destro, you're not going to let him character assassinate me like this, are you? And he's like, of course not. He forgot to mention that you're a complete and utter buffoon. <laughs> and then he turns around to... Is it Dr. Mindbender? Uh, Mindbender. He's like, you're not going to let Destro get away with this? I'm like, he's like, no, no, of course. He also forgot to mention your abject cowardice. <laughs> so I think if you and your own underlings are agreed that you are highly wow. replaceable, um, that's a bad thing for you. I think if we go back to the, the Space Laser Moon episode, it was what I love about that is that Cobra Commander doesn't tell Destro what he wants the laser for until he's got it. He's like, hey, look, we're going to steal this laser infrastructure. We're going to get this big laser. It's going to be fucking awesome. And Destro's like, yeah, I, we can do a lot of damage with a giant laser. I'm on board. And then when they get the laser, that's when Cobra Commander is like, to the moon with my face. And, and Destro was like, you spent millions of dollars on this. What is wrong with you? Whereas I think, like, 
Skeletor is, you know, whatever I'm, whatever his personality may be, he is treated seriously. Cobra Commander so, is not taken seriously at all, even uh, by the people who work with him to try and rule the world. I guess, at least, if nothing else, once he's put his face on the moon, he'll be happy. He can he'll take, move on. He can take the laser and open up a Timpsons. <laughs> or I'm going <laughs> to cut giant keys for you all. That's going to be his backup career after he's kicked out of Cobra. There's key. Uh, yeah, it's also carved in the back of the shop as well. Thanks. <laughs> so, I mean... It's just like engravings on rings. It's like, here's your ring, just molten mess. <laughs> I use my biggest laser. <laughs> it only has, laser one, puppy removal. has one setting, which is M- moon. moon. <laughs> So, in terms of public perception, I actually think Skeletor wins despite being a bit yeah. of a doofus because people yeah. well, do think he's a threat. Things it could be, it's, it could almost be like Skeletor is like um, Boris Johnson. Uh, basically, hmm. has the appearance of being a bumbling, harmless buffoon, but it's actually horribly dangerous. Yes. Well, I definitely agree there is more menace to Skeletor than there is to Cobra Commander in a lot of ways. I mean, like, in quite conversely, they, they kind of juxtapose each other because Skeletor is actually quite menacing, has some good ideas, is somewhat powerful, and is far more competent than any of his underlings, whereas it's the exact reverse when you look at Cobra Commander and Cobra. Cobra Commander has great underlings, um, which does take us on to the next mm. category. So I think we, we're going to give this one to, to Skeletor, public perception. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, massively. This is a this is a fucking ten uh, ten eight because I'm sorry, Skeletor didn't get turned into a snake and replaced with a genetic uh, creation because like, you have to hate your boss so much to go. Do you know what? We're just gonna fucking go and genetically engineer a new boss. We're not just gonna hire a new one. We're gonna make a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So next category I have is quality of henchmen. Uh, I think Skeletor has kind of gone for brawn over brains with his. They're they're pretty incompetent and directionless without him. I, I the only ones I could think of off the top of my head without looking them up were Beastman, Trapjaw, and Evil Lynn. Like it's and not Three a, Face or whatever he was called. I think it was called Man, Manny, Manny Faces. Manny Faces. Yeah. I'm I know actually, there were others. I'm looking up um, the list of evil warriors. So you've got Beastman, Blade, who is a master swordsman, a bounty hunter. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember Blade. Um, is he from the original? He sounds, he sounds quite edgy. Yeah, no, it's 1987. Okay. Toy, yeah. um, Blast Attack Don't is remember. a robotic warrior built as a walking time bomb. Right, okay. I, so that's, that's basically... Kind of a one-use item. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, he obviously took a cue from the Japanese kamikaze there. <laughs> um, Clawful, who is a giant anthro- a lobster. An- uh, anthropomorphic crab okay. with claws. Yay! We've cured you. We cured you of blind... No... <laughs> <laughs> you were blindness by, by making you making here, you here uh, yeah. your other senses will compensate don't worry it's fine um, so yeah there's uh, Clawful there's Evil Lynn who mm-hmm. is arguably the most competent of uh, I would say of uh, his underlings I think her and Beastman are kind of shown as the, the second in commands between but the two Beastman is a moron Case, yeah. case in point the, the I, I can't remember there's a, there's a, a copy of Skeletor in one episode and Beastman's walking between two doors and Skeletor's behind, like the different Skeletor's are behind each one. And he goes to one and the first Skeletor's like, 
prepare X, Y, such and such for the, the cry, uh, cryo chamber. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. Goes through the other door and it's like, um, prepare. Uh, he's like, where are you going? And he's like, to prepare the such and such for uh, the cryo chamber. And uh, then he's like, no, I didn't say that. You must go back. No, no, no. Uh, and then he runs into the other one again. And, <laughs> and he's like, but you just said not to say this. And that skeleton was like, never mind what I said. Just do what I said. <laughs> in, in Beastman's defense, we know that Skeletor can teleport. So it's not unreasonable that he thought it was just one just Skeletor fucking, it's just fucking, fucking with him. him. Um, but yeah, he's, I think he's uh, doing a JBL. Not not a huge pool to choose from on Eternia, on Eternia in terms Eternia. of your, your henchmen. Um, there's the evil meaty orbs. Yeah, meaty orbs. Rhino orb or bear, gorilla, dinosaur, and crocobite. These sound shit. Um, Faker, who is an evil duplicate of He Man. <laughs> okay, he doesn't have a Sorry. Faker. Faker. Not Hisham. <laughs> it was right there. And pun of the episode goes to Naomi. <laughs> um, Jitsu. Yeah, oh, that sounds... The dragon invasion um, uh, comes in the, in the dragon invasion. I'm guessing he might be a martial arts dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I can picture this character and it's uncomfortable. Merman. Yeah, I remember Merman. Who, like, I mean, that's got to be awkward, sat next to He-Man at a dinner party, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look, only one of us can have the whole man thing. No, actually, man was a fairly... Everyone was kind of man. So there was Ram Man. Yeah, oh, man at arms, I yeah. guess, yeah. Um, Night Stalker, apparently, guesting from uh, X-Men. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, sure, I'm sorry. Ninja, but it's spelled N-I-N-J-O-R. Ninja. 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 It's like how they say Sensor in, in Star Trek. Trek. Our ninja is going uh, off. Now, now I'm just thinking of um, there's a robot chicken thing that's spoofing on the bad guys of He-Man. And one of them is Molar, Eternian Dentist. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. And if you just told me that and didn't say it was a spoof, I would completely believe that that was a real He-Man villain. There are some really great uh, robot chickens. We watched one earlier, which was um, the roast of Cobra Commander, mm. and it was which one of the Joes was dressed up as Night Strike? Not Night Strike. Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. Which um, it was I the what the cowboy one. Yeah. Uh, but he's basically just making like suck my dick jokes at everybody. It, it's puerile, but it was <laughs> funny. Okay. Sourod. 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 It's the 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 uh, the retarded cousin sorry no the brain damaged cousin of Sauron I was thinking is it is it meant to be like a play on Sor- like Sauron like Sauropod like, no I was thinking more Man. like Sauron Sauron but without the copyright strike yeah Sauron mm-hmm. uh scare glow okay I guess some kind of scare crow but glowing screech okay and skeletal yeah, so and like Pample, I say, not, and Spikel and Stinker, not uh, an what? iconic kind of rogues gallery. Well, let's be honest, right? They were churning them out for the uh, for the toy line for the toy line. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I think, like I say, uh, brawn over brain, not really a, a classic lineup, but probably not a huge pool to choose from on Eternia. Uh, Cobra Commander, especially compared to himself, had an amazing lineup of henchmen. Uh, so you had the evil dentist, Dr. Mindbender. You had the classic... Dentist Mindbender. Not like 
Well, he started out as a dentist thriller. and then he got into mind bending. You know, it was a, a career change for him. Um, you had the, the classic femme fatale, Baroness. You had arms dealer slash manufacturer Destro, he of the metal face. Uh, and Zartan, the master of disguise, who once replaced the president of the USA. And those and are did just. So, and did so in the film as well. He did. Actually, they carried. That was a continuation from the first film into the second, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a continuity. Hazards. But, and those are just kind of like some of the, the big hitters. Like I think Cobra as an organization had a lot of really cool dudes there. You, you like forgot. Storm Shadow. I was about to say, you forgot to imagine Shadow. I'm just going to call him Shadow. Everyone's favorite ninja. Um, and the uh, the twins, Zemot and Tomax. I see. Um, I don't remember them that well. Oh, I do. They were great. They, they, I mean, it was it was very high camp, definitely. But they, I think compared to Skeletor, a lot of Cobra Commanders, henchmen, were competent in their own right. Like, without Cobra around, they probably would have actually achieved a lot more. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I think Cobra Commander is the weak link in this. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Which is why they chose to remove him. Um, I'm trying... Like, so I, 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 we were thinking about this earlier, and I, I, you might be able to... Because um, uh, you might be able to think of someone... I'm trying to think of, like, cartoons back then where the villains weren't cooler than the heroes because arguably all the hi- all the henchmen from cobra are cooler than the joes um he-man might be the ex- the exception but decepticons be o- are cooler than autobots uh what was the other one that i gave an example for i can't remember now there was another one big one but i, I mean i don't know if it's necessarily all mask yes yes venom Were they cooler? the leader of venom is just like um, big, mil- but he's got a he's got a helicopter that turns into a jet rather than that shitty but a flying. But helicopter trans- is already a flying. Thing. Why would you turn into a jet? That turns into a helicopter and a jet. No, it's not a motorbike. It's- the motorbike's on the good guy, the good team. No. Mayhem's no. They have I'm a motor. Sure. They ha- yeah, they have the they have the motorbike guy whose sidecar turns into a submarine, and then Mayhem, the main guy, is a helicopter that will fold into a jet. Oh yes, yeah, I stand corrected. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, I think sometimes it's it's the evil leader rather than the whole evil cast that are a bit cooler than the hero leader. No, I mean, I think there are many Decepticons that are cooler than most of the Autobots. Starscream, Soundwave, um, the Constructicons. Um, I've gone many blind, others, many many others. Because <laughs> I was thinking more like. Magneto is cooler than Cyclops. Astro Chain. Cyclops is a dick, right? Magneto mm. is cooler than him. Um, Vegeta is cooler than Goku. I know we've kind of moved out of the 80s nostalgia fest with that one, but... What about so, you, Bong? Any 80s villains that you prefer over 80s heroes? Or even not even 80s, just cartoon heroes over villains or villains over heroes? Hmm. Good question. Venom is cooler than Spider-Man. Anti-hero, though. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Mm. So, I think in quality of henchmen, Cobra Commander is winning this. Cobra does win. He's, yeah. he's, he's got the good sense to surround himself with people who are cleverer than him. He basically didn't do a Hitler. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I think, what, what do we think? 10-9 or 10-8? Because it's not like Skeletor's henchmen are useless. No, and they're very loyal. Like They've I, never tried to replace him with a genetically engineered hmm. super soldier. I think 10-9. You know, it's not a high bar, but they've passed it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's a bit closer there. Uh, so next we have henchmen loyalty. Um, so I think this is a category you put in, so you may have more uh, feelings than me on this, Nero. Already, no, I didn't put this one. Did you know what's going on previously? 
it's going to be 10 8 Skeletor, isn't it? Well, exactly. Yeah, because. Um, well, so Skeletor's henchmen were unwaveringly. Oh, no, I did, put, I did put this in. Yeah. Sorry. So, yes, Skeletor's henchmen were super, super loyal. Um, there were no other career opportunities on Eternia, though. Like, what were they going to do if they didn't work for Skeletor? They could have been that Prince Adam's butlers. Yeah, I don't think they would have fit in well. They didn't know until they tried. They just went straight to evil. <laughs> they didn't even try signing on at the job center, for fuck's sake. Better perks, maybe. Um, but, yeah, his henchmen pretty much steadfast to him. Um, they even take, like, as we mentioned before, He-Man of the future. No, it's not He-Man. New Adventures of He-Man. They go with him, and he's able to make, uh, get more henchmen once he gets to the future as well. Mm. So... Um, that's that's a big positive, I think. And I think given how insulting he was to all of them, like it says something that they still stuck with him. <laughs> so there was just a constant stream of abuse. Speaking of which, I have... Uh, in fact, actually, I think it might be the next... It's, uh, yeah, it's yeah, the next... Yeah, I've got some quotes. We have to talk about... I mean, obviously, Cobra Commander loses this because his henchmen plotted to replace him. Um, he yeah. did replace him. Yeah, they successfully replaced him. And they all thought he was a dumbass. Yeah. Like, collectively thought he was a dumbass. I think they were probably right. There was one episode, so there is a YouTube channel that streams G.I. Joe live all the time. Um, and I, I stepped in, I just started watching one episode. And as I turned into it, it was Cobra Commander pontificating about this mineral that they're acquiring. And Baroness and Destro stood off to one side going, he's a fucking idiot. We're trying to acquire all this mineral and we don't even have the resources to acquire the mineral that he wants to use for resources. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of started at the end with that plan, really. Um, but that, that seems to be his thing. You know, think of something really outrageous and crazy and, and don't really worry about how you're going to get there. Like, there's there's going to be a laser you can seal somewhere, right? Um, so I think this one goes to Skeletor again. Yeah, it's a case of, I mean... Henchman lot, yeah, I mean, it's a slaughter because he never was... It's a 10-8, yeah, it really is. Like, if you, if your henchman, tur like, usurp you with a genetic creation who then turns you into a snake, like, I will point out he does come back from being a snake later on. Yeah, it's not a, a career ender. But he always looks like, a kind of looks like a snake after But maybe that that's one. what he always looked like, we don't know. Maybe he looked like Fred Astaire. Yeah, I mean, it, anything's possible. If you could have Cobra Commander look like anyone, who would you have him look like once he took off that mask? Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> you were so quick off the bat with that. <laughs> like well. You've There's been no thinking hesitation. about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but that's, I think that's just because we saw him in the film. <laughs> yeah, he, play, so. he plays Cobra Commander in the uh, first He plays Rex. Who becomes Cobra yeah, Commander at the last... And I go, can we, like, we're going to get onto the live action film next, aren't we? So I'm going to save my rant. Okay. Um, yeah, but, actually, yeah. the uh, after the quotes, yes. Because okay. um, obviously we have to talk about live action He-Man as well. Um, but uh, we're saying the, what were we just saying? What Cobra Commanders, if you could have Cobra yeah, Commanders. So, like yeah, yeah, what you, you said. You I was going to say Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but like I say, I think no. that's just because we've just seen him. So what would your answer be? Um... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the mystique of Cobra Commander is in the fact that you don't know what he looks like. Yeah, but if you had to pick a face, whose face would you pick? Like any face. Yeah, from, wait, someone, from, so, from someone existing. Yeah, it could be anywhere, but just a person's face. Who would he look like? I don't know. I need to think about it. Who would you have? Um, 
Oh, uh, I was very sure. I was very confident on my answer until I thought of something else, and then I was going to say Richard Hammond. I mean, that would kill the mystique. I think it's fitting to the personality. <laughs> Little man complex. Little man complex. Just give him a brummy accent, sorted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to reflect on this and maybe come back maybe, later. Maybe Howard Philip Lovecraft. Ooh, <laughs> the Innsmouth look. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, David Tennant. <laughs> J- Jacob Rees-Mogg. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh, it would fit the bill. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> or, um, oh God... Jeremy Hum. <laughs> um, no, um, fucking the other the other troglodyte in the Tory party. Oh, narrow it down. Like proper troglodyte yeah. looks, you know, like inbred to shit. I know, I know. It's, it's like narrow it down. <laughs> Boris Johnson. Johnson. No, no, the, the other, the, the little gremlin one. Oh, Michael Gove. Yes, mm. see. Yeah. See, you knew it. Like, as soon as I gremlin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, only other, the only other ones that could be like really funny is if it was something like, you know, Fabio. Oh, with the or, fabulous hair. Yeah, or Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Phil mean... <laughs> Phil Collins would be great. Like, just the... And it's like the specific Phil Collins from Take Off Your Jacket. Uh, no jacket required. No jacket required, sorry. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is a Blink-182 album, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was getting them both. Yeah. I was getting them confused. That'd so be a mashup. I mean, they're very similar. <laughs> That'd be a mashup album and a half. Take Off Your... No Pants Required. Um, Take Off Your Jacket, No Pants Required. There we go. <laughs> Make it happen, guys. <laughs> okay, so henchman loyalty we are giving to Skeletor. Uh, yeah. So, I, yes, I mean, again, that's a 10, 8, 4. So oh, no, 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 we did. Yeah, no, yeah. It was on, now we're on career, career low, low points. points. So for Skeletor, I think this is um, from the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special where he experiences the true meaning of Christmas. Um, and it kind uh, of de-villainizes him. He gets like warm, fuzzy feelings inside over kids. Doesn't he get a puppies. puppy? He gets a little like robot puppy and he protects it and wants to keep it warm and it licks his face. It's really heartwarming. How does a completely separate planet in a different, well, galaxy, I assume, or on the other side of the galaxy, know about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour? Because he's everywhere, Bungle. God, aliens. Have you not read the Bible? Or or any of its spin offs? (laughs) Lift a rock and you shall find me there. Travel to Eternia. My (laughs) presence is everywhere. That sounds like the start of Dr. Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, they have Christmas and he experiences it. Um, and he, he's paired up with Hordak at the time and Hordak in comparison is still very villainous and doesn't experience Christmas uh, in the way that's meant to be. So this Skeletor is very much kind of nerfed by his caring for these two orphan kids and their puppy. And I, I don't think he... What? 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 I puppy. am not nice. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I am evil. <laughs> for me, I think that Christmas really brings Skeletor to a low point. Um, whereas for Cobra Commander, I think, I mean, literally being turned into a snake. I know he does come back from it, but it is hard to come back from that. Yeah, I mean, you you, you yeah. still have that 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 has to go on your resume. You're always right? going to be that guy whose whose boss and replacement turned him into a snake. It's like when when you go for a job and they look at your CV and they see that gap between what were you the doing two jobs, between ninety four and ninety six? Oh, I was a snake. Sorry, can you elaborate? Uh, no, I was I was a snake. That's it. Uh, actually, did you, did I got like... from my previous role, and um, instead of getting severance, I got turned into a snake for a bit. Severance. Yeah. So it's immediate like drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you. Don't call us. We'll call you. Um, and and I think 
for me that that means Cobra Commander kind of takes this round. Yeah, I think he yeah he definitely has the lower low point. Like what are, you know, as much as Skeletor is kind of brought low by Christmas, he he does also love a puppy, and you can't really hold that against anyone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, every, everyone loves a puppy. Yeah, yeah, I think like you you have to be the most evil 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 person on the planet to or Republican to not yeah. love a puppy. See Ted Cruz. Hordak doesn't love puppies. Hordak would have left his puppy in the cold. Ted Cruz did leave his puppy. Yeah, in- are exactly. we are we saying Ted Cruz is Hordak? Uh, Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer. Uh, yeah. Okay, I yeah. think that's confirmed by science. And also the Unabomber. No, I, I know they've got him, but the mate. actual Zodiac killer is going to come out and go, uh, I, "I am not, not Ted, Ted Cruz." Cruz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please stop the slander. That's how we find out who Banksy is. <laughs> It's definitely Ted Cruz. We need to start that rumor now that Ted Cruz is Banksy and just like Banksy will just be done. <laughs> Why do you want Banksy to be done? Because <laughs> he's pretentious. No, he's not. He's great. No, I actually quite like some Banksy. Um, okay, so yeah. uh, Cobra Commander is taking this one. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. So um, I think, I like, I mean, yeah, no, it's a 10 8. It's a 10 8 because yeah. he, yeah, Skeletor did not get turned into a snake. He discovered the joy of poppies. Which doesn't necessarily interfere with you your evil schemes. No, I mean you're just happier while you do them. Skeletor has previously been shown to be pretty cool with animals. Like he has Battle Cat. No, no. What's his one called? The purple one. Battle Cat is He Man's, isn't it? Purple Battle Cat. Skele- <laughs> uh, other Battle Cat. But Skeletor definitely has some kind of cat companion. Um, and there's Beast Man. Cat or bat. <laughs> Speaking of animals, puppies, and companions, I actually just want to take the time to dedicate this episode to. Um, my old dog and uh, Bungle's old dog, Chaos, who recently passed away. Uh, loveliest dog you'll ever meet. Little Jacoby. Um, won't go into the details, anyway. But yes, um, used to be my dog because I used to go out with Bungle's fiance. It's a long fucking story. I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, we won't go into it. Yeah, but, but either way, um, yeah. Cambridge is small, we'll say it that way. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, he passed away, so I, I want to dedicate this episode to him. He was a puppy who could have won over the heart of the hardest villain. Yes, he could. Um, oh, yeah. And Skeletor's cat was Panthor. Put a lot so, of so, 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 uh, it's not, no, I'm thinking Panthro. Yeah, he's from... Thundercats. Thundercats. Yeah, no, I, no, <laughs> I was about to say I Battle Cat again. <laughs> no, no, I was just thinking, oh, so he's just stole, stolen the Thundercat. And I was like, no, that's Panthro, yeah. <laughs> no, no. So it's, it's I separate, mean, that similar, would, but separate. If he was able to enslave the Thundercats, that would be a career high point because Mumra never did that. That's true. Um, okay, so, yeah, I think, like, like I said, true, discovering the true meaning of Christmas doesn't necessarily make you less evil. It if, any, if anything, if you embrace the true, true meaning of Christmas, which is corporate greed, it'll make you more evil. Unfettered capitalism. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm going to um, pass this next round over to you because you've got the quotes. Yes, yes. So um, it was easier to find quotes from Skeletor than Cobra Commander. So I'm going to start with Cobra Commander. And this is just some of the best quotes that uh, I could find out there. Um, so the first one was uh, just... Morons! I have morons on my payroll! Which, you know, pot kettle. Pot kettle black. Um, then you have this conversation, this is the conversation, in fact, that I mentioned before between Serpentor, uh, Cobra Commander, Destro, and Dr. Mindbender. I'll read it verbatim this time. Are you going to do voices? Mm, uh, maybe. So, Serpentor starts with, Yes, leadership is at the very heart of this matter, but it's not mine that's inadequate. Cobra Commander, it's yours. 
your ego-driven stupidity has converted victory into catastrophe for the last time. Go ahead. Oh, no, I can't do Chris Latter. <laughs> I just can't. So go ahead. Make me the scapegoat. My loyal subordinates could testify to my superb stewardship of Cobra, but you don't have the courage to let them speak. Serpentor, wrong again. Defend him if you can. Cobra Commander, indeed they shall. You first, noble Destro. Military Destro comes up. Militarily speaking, it's only fair to say that Cobra Commander is a world-class buffoon. What? <laughs> Baroness, Dr. Mindbender, brave Zomax, Tomax, you won't let Destro's treacherous assassination of my character go unchallenged, will you? Dr. Mindbender, certainly not. Destro forgot to mention your frequent displays of cowardice. <laughs> well, they're all just like, yeah, I've got shit to say. <laughs> this is my favorite one, though, by a country mile. Dr. Mindbender turns to Cobra Commander. He's like, Overkill's gone mad. Cobra Commander replies with, well, at least he's not boring. I can hear Chris Latter saying that in my head so perfectly. Like, I'm not going to try and do an impression because I value my vocal cords, but I I can hear it so clearly in my head. (laughs) Commander, your hood, put it on. He replies, it takes a strong stomach to watch me eat, doesn't it, Destro? (laughs) Which, like, that that raises a lot of questions. Is this after he's been a snake and turned back into a person? Is he just swallowing mice whole? Speaking of, next one. I was a man. <laughs> now I'm a snake. Snake. <laughs> now I'm Randy Orton. Danger noodle. Um, oh man, now flashbacks to my current D&D campaign where my character is a young pure blood. Therefore, it? I'm doing all the S's. Ah, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We're actually just starting up um, a D&D ca- uh, campaign over here soon. I am a... I've gone dragon kin again because it's been so long. And everybody uh, else has gone for a gnome. Yes. So we're basically the start of a joke. It's like seven gnomes and a dragon kin walk into a bar. I've just not figured out what the punchline is yet. <laughs> But um, yeah, there was a whole like we weird. I think me and Amy weirded out uh, the other people in our D and D Telegram chat because we just start. I just started making relentless short jokes. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that that, that was going to be fun. Um, what uh, which D and D you using? Are you still three point five e? No, it's five e. Oh uh, yeah, cool. That's what we're starting with as well as five e. Yeah, uh, the skill thing is so much easier. Rather than like having a hundred skills, like a skill for absolutely everything, like in 5e, which is like, great, now roll this, roll this, roll this. It's just yeah. like, that falls under the like, perception. That falls under sleight of hand. It's not like everything has a role. It's like there's so much less, it's easier to play. Yeah, definitely. I, w- I would agree. But I do like some of the customization options that are available in uh, 3.5. I think there was just, mm. because it had so much detail in there, there was a lot more you could do with it. But, uh, with the latest add-ons and stuff like um, Xanthar and stuff like that, the, the fact that I'm able to play a Yinti Pure Blood, which originally was actually a purely an NPC bad guy. Oh, cool! But the Yinti is originally an evil race. It's from um, Voltars and Guide to Monsters. Oh, nice! And they have it as a playable race. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think we're just sticking with Core Five Five E for this because I think it's the first time um, our DMs actually DMing with Five uh, E. So. Keep it stupid simple. To, uh, and also, it's um, it's not going to be a long campaign. It's just an interim in between our Shadow Run campaign. Yeah. 
But from going back from nerdy, nerdy stuff to more nerdy, nerdy stuff, Skeletor's top 10 quotes. I must possess all or I possess nothing. Very philo- philosophical. I think that's it. something you could have like sewn into some cross stitch and framed and put on your kitchen wall. If you're I might have to do that. If you're an investment banker. <laughs> right? That That is an investment banker's slogan. Their version of live, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Live, laugh, love, 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 love. Yeah. Love. All right, version love. of live, laugh. All right, yeah. love. Live, live laugh, love. love. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one, uh, number nine. Yes, we will win this game the old-fashioned way. The tried and true way. We'll cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Which could also be something that Blackadder said in the first series of Blackadder. It also reminds me of... I, I can't All the remember. second. Which of the four horsemen said it, but it's a four horsemen thing. Win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. I thought that was... Oh, so you I mean that it's in the wrestling four horsemen? Yeah, I yeah. thought you meant the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, it's that famous Bible <laughs> verse <laughs> where they come out and tell Jesus uh, their evil plans. I was and th- death said unto them. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was actually thinking four horsemen of the apocalypse from the Darksiders universe. I don't know anything about that. That, that was where my mind went. And I, after being such a wrestling nerd, I should have known what you... you should, the minute yeah. I said horseman, you should have been on board with where I was going. If you'd have said the horseman and not the four horsemen, I probably would have known. I was, I was going for... I didn't want to make you think I was talking about like you know, the, the other horsemen. <laughs> the five All horsemen. the other horsemen. Any of the other horsemen. Just those four. Just all the other horsemen. <laughs> like the Lone Ranger, the Mongol any, Empire. Any man who is on a horse is technically one of the horsemen. Does... Stone Cold on horses? I'm sure he has a ranch. He has a ranch. I don't know. He doesn't seem like the type I w- of ride. I would think Brock Lesnar might own horses, but I, he probably just eats them. He just and chases you, them around for exercise. Or uses them as dumbbells. You're like, is it in Hercules where the rock power slams a horse? That was good. Yes, that was good. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, the rock's Hercules film. It's, it's a film you could choose to see. <laughs> it's a film you yeah. should choose to see. <laughs> Isn't it in Conan where Arnie punches a camel in the face? <laughs> Oh, God, I think so. It's been so long since I've seen it, but yes. <laughs> I was actually saying the other day that I really wanted to re-watch Conan because it's just... Because it was... I, I watched the intro to the cartoon, Conan the Adventurer. Because I, I was just like, hang on a sec. Serpentor reminds me a lot of the bad guy, and it's Rathamon from Conan, who's all lizardy and... Yeah. Anyway, I'm diverging. Bird tracking so badly. <laughs> Very much so. Hey, um, that's the name of the podcast. So, number eight. Uh, is uh, you furry, flea-bitten fool? I'll cover my throne with your hide. I assume directed at Beastman. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, it was directed directly at Beastman. <laughs> uh, the the notes underneath this say, say, "Just think of it: a naked Beastman roaming the countryside, trying to uh, find some way to make a meager armor." Wouldn't if you stripped him of the fur? Wouldn't he just be man? Wouldn't he just be dead? Like if you skin someone alive, I don't know how long they're gonna. Maybe you just that. meant shave him and then stick it to. You know. <laughs> no, if you say hide, that includes the flesh. Yeah. I know, I know. I was playing. He's for been flayed. Basically. He would be a skeleton warrior. Um. So number seven, we have everything comes to he who waits, and I have waited so very long for this moment. Without context. I, w- I would like to know what he was waiting that, for. That, I believe, is from the live-action film. Mm. I believe... Yeah, I can hear Frank Langella saying yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is from the Christmas... Chris- can I read this one? Uh, yes. I am not nice. I am not kind. And I am not wonderful. <laughs> you're actually not... Your skeletal is not bad at all. <laughs> um, yes, that is from the Christmas special. 
after uh, after he gets his puppy. After he gets his puppy. What does he call the puppy? I, I think it has a name already. I just can't remember. It's like Gizmo or something like that. It's, you know. Some papa. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. I can't remember. Improved Beastman. <laughs> just Beast. Beastman too. The problem with Beastman was the man. <laughs> I wasn't bad. No, that wasn't bad. It wasn't but bad. But it's like, wouldn't it have been a dog man? And that's like a whole other thing. Well, I mean, no, like a dog is a form of beast, right? But Dogman is also its own. We, well, we can do an episode on Dogman if we want to. We shouldn't. It's like nobody would care but me. So came up with an idea for an episode and immediately <laughs> talked yourself out of it. Unless you want me to talk about Dogman and my other favorite cryptid, Goatman. Um, <laughs> Goatman's great. We should, we should bank that for future reference. These sound like, like <laughs> failed fucking Hasbro toy lines that never made it <laughs> off the ground. Goatman would be a great toy. I mean, I, I, like, I, would you watch the cartoon Goatman versus it, Dogman? If, yeah, God, yeah. Especially if it was like Goatman from the the urban legend Goatman, who's just fucking carrying an axe around and killing teenagers. That'd be awesome. It, aren't they just satyrs? No, satyrs. this is a whole other thing. Go, Goatman is his own genre of cryptid. Um, okay, <laughs> we may revisit this. Um, <laughs> next, uh, next. And uh, this one I quite like, and I think this, this is probably awesome. uh, number five. Books are the real treasures of the world. Yeah. Look Aww. at look at like Skeletor showing his uh, intellectual side. <laughs> That's probably where he learned all his black magic. That's very true, and you know, he's like, even if he may be kind of dumb, he definitely doesn't want to be dumb. No, I think he's definitely someone who believes in self improvement. Well, he wants to become ruler of the world. That's mm. a pretty. Big self-improvement goal. What he needs is a life coach. Yeah. Like go to a, a seminar, positive. Mo- oh, what's that fucking cunt's name? Robbins. Yeah, the G, the is fucking Tony. Tony Robbins. Is that it? No, not. isn't that no, Tony? I'm Tony. I'm thinking Tony Robinson, which is Time Team. Time Team. Yeah. And Blackadder. He would probably also be cool for Skeletor to hang out with. He'd also probably make a really good motivational he speaker. Could excavate Skeletor. Yeah, actually, can you imagine <laughs> Baldrick and Skeletor? So, like, Baldrick, I have a cunning plan. You <laughs> <laughs> That's a crossover. Um, two, is, no, number three. Uh, wait, no, number four. We were on. Fuck, I can't count. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I would have fucking sucked at soccer. Talk of the pops. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I just at number one. I mean, three. Have we, <laughs> no, this is number five. And no, I couldn't even say five. top of the pops. <laughs> Can I ask you both this? How did I end up being a podcast host when I can't talk? Well, no, you can talk. I don't know. It's just that it sometimes just the words don't come out right. And we're all guilty of that. I said skeleton at the top of the show. I mean, yeah, yeah. at least I've never said Ameri- uh, United <laughs> Starker. <laughs> so we, we all go. do words good. Yeah. We all do we words good. We have words. Now he even puts those words inside the uh, the, 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 the special thing that keeps all the words in it and stops them from escaping, <laughs> and you can keep, stops them from invading your soul. Because <laughs> that's how books work. <laughs> <laughs> books are the cameras for words. <laughs> they hold people's souls in word form. Okay. Anyway, uh, you all right? Yeah. Number four. Number four. <laughs> Never mind what I said. Just do what I said, mm-hmm. which was uh, the one that I referenced earlier. Number three. How unpleasant it is to see you, you sniveling coward. Number two, I help no one but myself. And the number one quote, which I must admit, I think is pretty epic. And I am tending to think it comes from the live action film. 
I am the alpha and the omega, death and rebirth. As I, and as you die, so will I be reborn. And I don't remember him talking about death so much in the cartoon, which what no. makes me think it comes from I don't from think the that's the best quote from the film, though. There's a better one. The best quote from the Master of the Universe film from Skeletor is, I think it's towards the end, where he says to He-Man, um, tell me about the loneliness of good, He-Man. Is it equal to the loneliness of evil? I think that's That's great. quite good. That's poetic. It's not the kind of thing cartoon Skeletor would say. No. Cartoon, like, if... if, if, if live-action Skeletor said that to cartoon Skeletor, his immediate re response would be, what? Or he would just add, you boob, on the end. Yeah. <laughs> so... I think Skeletor runs away with that one. What, with the quote? Well, he's yeah. just got more quotes, I think, yeah. I think it's... I mean, I will say Cobra Commander had a couple of really good ones in there. It's not as kind of concise and snippy as Skeletor, though. No, he's not. They're more rants. They are. But I, just for the uh, overkill has gone mad, well, at least he's not boring. That's worth a point. Yeah. That's like a significant strike. <laughs> so yeah. I'm giving a, a 10 8, and unless there's objections. No, I'm happy with that. Bung? Yeah. Happy with that. Right. All right. So now we come on to the, the, the PS, one of the pièces de résistance. Um, so we're talking about the voice acting. No, uh, no, no sorry. First. Live films first. Live. I was like, P.A.'s The Resistance, you saw the same films as me. Okay, so do you remember the Masters of the Universe film, Bung? I do. It was on TV over here not that long ago. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, holy fuck, is that Lieutenant Tom Paris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, it is. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck do I recognize him from? So I was like, IMDb the film. Oh, my but God. No, it's Paris. That, okay, yes. Paris is uh, Voyager. Right, okay. Star Trek stuff. He's the pilot of the, yeah, he's the, um, well, the like, pilot, the helmsman of... The, is, is he an ensign or... I forget. Um, I think he's not an ensign, he's two pips. So, commander? I think he's lieutenant or lieutenant commander or something like that. We're getting into semantics, I don't think. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But yeah, it's it's Tom Paris from and Courtney Cox. Patrick Voyager. And, and Courtney Cox. And Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah. He's Dolph. <laughs> um, also, in my head, I know there was like an alien creature, but in my head, it's um, what's the thing from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? The alien creature. Station. Station. In my head, it's Station in He-Man. Well, the little kind of crazy redhead thing. The thing that's mm. also Hoggle in my head as well. Yeah, that's what it makes me think of, is Hoggle. I can't remember what he's called. Some Jim Henson creation, probably. Yeah, basically. Uh, this, this is, um, <coughs> it's a film that's really of its time. Like, you wouldn't have made this film in any other decade. I don't think you would have got it approved in any other decade. I've Although, I think possibly. they, I think because of the He-Man legacy, they probably would approve a He-Man film now because there are no new ideas. Yeah, get that nostalgia no. kick. Um, so... Anyway, the skeletal portrayal is what we care about mm. in that film. It's a, I know Frank Langella hated the role, but it's great. Like, as a movie villain, when I was a kid, that skeletal was terrifying to me. Far more so than the cartoon. Yeah, e God, yeah, yeah, easily. They were really like, we want this guy to be competent and evil. You don't always get that combination, as we're discovering. Very true. Uh, yeah. I'm... 
drinking from the door. <laughs> so we're all just watching well, you with rapt attention. Yeah. Like, what's he going to do next? Like, I'm taking a drink. The idea of having co-hosts is that I can do that and you talk and not sit there but, with but dead I've air. But I made my point. Nah, we uh, just have the dead air and like... <laughs> People to reflect on what said. I mean, you watched it recent. You watched it more recently than we did, uh, Bong. Do you th- like this? This like because for me as a kid, that skeleton portrayal at times is genuinely terrifying. Yeah, it, it's it's what you expect from a, a bad guy in an action film. It, well, a sci-fi action film. Well, I would say sci-fi. However, you explain it in fantasy, sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's kind of in that like bracket with stuff like Flash Gordon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Is he gold? Uh, or at maybe? least for a bit mm-hmm. in uh, that film. At some point, maybe he wears gold. Like, I seem to yeah, remember him being... Go- bone colour. I seem to remember him being very golden at some point. I think point. some of his armour is gold. Doesn't he, yeah. doesn't he get like really oh, Super Saiyan at the end yeah. before He-Man beats him? Oh yeah, when he gets the Sword of Eternia and plants it in the thing during the... What's it? Planets aligning or yeah. something. Yeah, I think so. He get, Yeah, and he gets like a, a costume change at that point. Well, I think he just... Goes super well, saiyan yeah. and starts glowing effectively. <laughs> yeah, um, and then he, does he fall down a hole? Oh, you, you mean the, the, the Palpatine death? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's dead. I saw him fall down that hole. I didn't look oh, any yeah, further than that, love. but. And it has a post credit scene. Like fucking, shadow stri- like fucking Shadow Strike. Storm Shadow. <sighs> Storm Shadow in the GI Joe. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. At the very end, the post credit, it's, it's just him <laughs> poking his head out of the lava. It's like, oh, cool, there's going to be a sequel. No. 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 No, because... I don't think it did very well, did it? No. Like, it wasn't particularly true. It probably wasn't what people thought a He-Man film was going to be like. It was very tangentially related to the cartoon. Well, it was set on Earth. It had Courtney Cox in it, and there was something to do with music. Yeah, it was like a weird little synthy device that they were all like... Uh, Yeah, the music was how they opened the portal. Right. And weren't, like, Man-at-Arms and what's-his... Teela. Teela taken out for, like, half the film. I feel like yeah. they were in it more than He-Man, weren't they? Or am I misremembering? Um, I feel like the focus was not too. often on Dolph Lundgren, which may have been okay. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> not a good directorial Dol- choice. <laughs> Dolph is a fucking stalwart of the acting community, and I shall hear no different. Okay. We'll agree to disagree. Man has PhDs. In acting? No. <laughs> in physics, chemical I think. Chemical engineering, I think. Or chemical engineering, yeah. there you go. Either way shit that we're not smart he's smarter than oh us. i'm not saying that i'm smarter than dolph lundgren like obviously i'm not <laughs> otherwise i would also be a, a well-off actor yeah um i'm just saying that as far as acting chops go he probably wasn't the most talented actor in the film no probably not i mean he was very much at that like you know the same kind of era of his his career like when conan did arnie in the my english not so good yeah, and always, you know, he's big, he's got muscles, he's blonde. That's fine. It's not like He-Man has a really well-developed personality. So Apart from camp. No, that's Adam. Adam is the camp one. I'd say He-Man's pretty <laughs> fucking camp. You have seen the it's bondage the gear boots, he yeah, and the bondage gear. But what I will yeah. say is, the film of Masters of the Universe, I would watch a million times in a row before I watched either of the live-action G.I. Joe films again. Yes, I would agree. Uh, I have so many issues with these fucking films. Um, I, I'd say it's just a PS. This part's now just a PSA to not watch those yeah, films. Yeah, like we've watched them. You don't have to. You're not missing anything. The only saving graces are Storm, Storm Shadow. Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, he has an actual character arc throughout the two films. And he's played by one of the guys from The Raid. Uh, Lee Hyung-bun, I believe. Yes. Yeah, Who's yeah? he's great. Um, but there's just, there's just so much about it that hurts me 
So at the end of the, so first of all, if your film is called The Rise of Cobra, I think Cobra should be in it. I you know Cobra is not in the first film. Cobra is not in the film. You get Destro, but in his pre-Destro form as an arms dealer, played by Christopher Chris Eccleston, Eccleston, putting on a Scottish accent. And he's kind of the main villain for the bulk of it. And there's like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing the Doctor or Rex who becomes Cobra Commander. But it's yeah. right at the end of the film. Him and Destro are in like a fucking submarine by themselves. They've got a hard-on for Stingray. <laughs> And mm-hmm. and this doctor character gives Destro his metal face with nanomites, which never come up again, and is all like, I'm in charge now. You will call me commander. And then they get kidnapped and they're immediately shipped off to prison. So at the end of the first film... And cryogenically frozen. This man, who to the world is just some dude, maybe called Rex, is in prison. By the start of the second film, Cobra is this whole paramilitary organization... They have that has branding. built itself around Cobra Commander, who none of them know exist. And they're all like, we have to free Cobra Commander from prison so we can show him our cool satellites. Like, he hasn't done any of the work, but they're all like, we need him. We've got to get him in here. Branded satellites. Yeah. Like, they, they'd already decided on the name and, and the logo and everything while their leader was still, like... So, he, you know, he's been cryogenically frozen. He's been unable to give direction or orders or even, like, a fucking memo being, like, see satellite folder. You know, it's... Zartan is the one who's done all this. Zartan. Played by the mummy from The Mummy. Uh, Arnold Voslo. <laughs> so in, in the first film, Zartan ends up impersonating the president of the United States. And in the second film, he's still doing that. It's not clear how much time has elapsed, but he's been doing it for a while, like long enough to form Cobra. <laughs> he's done all this by himself. He's leader of the free world. He's got access to everything he could possibly want in terms of money and power and resources. And he's still like, we've got to fucking get Cobra Commander out of the cryogenic prison. Like, we need him. I want so, to show him my satellite. So they can, they legitimately nuke London to ashes. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't really talk about it, though. Like, London gets <laughs> nuked and then they just carry on over it. <laughs> They're like, thank God what? we saved the world. Apart from London. What is <laughs> America's obsession with nuking London? They just, they just hate London. <laughs> I mean, can you, bl- you, you've been to London. Can you blame yeah. them? <laughs> well... It would make the air cleaner if they nuked it. <laughs> Maybe, eventually. Um, but I just think the point is, in, in the in the canon of the live-action films, there is no need for Cobra Commander. Like, everything that has happened has happened without him being involved, even the tiniest bit. Yeah. The only... No, he's a figurehead. It's a puppet. Yeah, puppet I mean, he government. looks good in the uniform. Yeah, exactly. But anybody could put on that uniform and that mask and look like Cobra Commander. <laughs> um, the only thing that... Like, because Cobra Commander is Rex, the Doctor, um, the only thing that he has actually done of benefit, which got them to that point, is in the first film, he develops all that nanomachine tech. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of the backbone of this iteration of Cobra. Yeah, they can inject it into their soldiers and it makes Uh, them impervious to pain. It makes them compliant, impervious to pain, and um, uh, they don't have any fear. But Baroness is able to overcome her nanobite injections through the power of love of Channing Tatum. Which is... You know, Which why they're all dead in the next film. Yeah. I also, what I, I really liked at the start of the film where Channing is, meets up with the Joes for the first time and they're like, we don't need you, go away. And he's like, no, no, I can tell you about this woman, the Baroness. She used to be blonde. That's it. That's your useful intel. That's <laughs> the first thing you thought they needed to know. Like, well, you might not recognize her um, because sometimes her hair is a different color. They're like, yeah, cool, welcome aboard. <laughs> she was blonde. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I will say, the only thing I will say about those two films is I think I'd watch them again over Skyline. Yeah, but I mean, what is about that... compared to Battleship? 
I these every time. But again, Bows. it's that thing of like, it's like saying being kicked in the teeth is better than being punched in the kidneys. Yeah, I'm sorry, but battleships like having a corkscrew jammed down your foreskin. I've managed to forget a lot of battlefield. Battlefield? Battleship. <laughs> Have you forgotten the name of the film? I've repressed it so Well, hard. they never say it. They never say you sunk my battleship. No. What does Rihanna say when she blows a ship up? She says boom, doesn't she? Yeah, okay. Not not a classic line. Um So The second film is a bit more watchable, I will say yeah, that. But I think even though it's not well received, even though it, it isn't very He-Man-esque, I think there's there's definitely at least there's something high campy about the He-Man film that gives it a nostalgia kick. Yeah, and I think, like I say, it's part of that bracket of films of that era, like um, Krull and Flash, and these kind of like high campy sci-fi fantasy films, a lot of action adventure. They're, they're still really fun to rewatch, even if they're not great pieces of art. And I don't think you can say any of those things about the G.I. Joe films. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, so, I mean, you watched He-Man recently. Anything, any any points that you wanted to bring up on it, Bong? Like anything that we've missed? No, man. It's it, it, it's done. done. It's like, for starters, Skeletor features throughout the film. He's in the film. Yeah, you, okay, you, that's, you, that's, you that's, get what is <laughs> promised. <laughs> yeah. His live action portrayal is, oh, there's Skeletor, not... Is a doctor called Rex. And I seem to remember... Oh, actually, I'm Cobra Commander. You're under arrest. Oh, <laughs> I, I, frozen. I seem to remember the the makeup for Skeletor's face was actually pretty good for the time pretty, as well. Yeah, pretty eerie, I think. Hmm. Like, he, de- he, he definitely looked like a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, just think about all those burn victims out there that you're now just ostracizing to lives of crime. What, what are you saying? I mean, all you know, it could just be a burn bit. Like, that's a very judgmental statement. What, saying that he looks like a bad guy because yeah, his I face mean, is literally bone? Yeah. Really, his what face, I'm saying is that like, all dead people look evil. And I mean, that's a different thing. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not the worst. Can you remember any of the soundtrack, Bong? Because I, w- I will say one thing to, to oh. the soundtrack for these two films. It, it is the most forgettable piece of shit ever. There's nothing standing in the soundtrack. Exactly. Well, it's I've, well. Oddly enough, I've actually gone to a weird bent recently in my Spotify playlist where I've made a new playlist. That is uh, film scores, not the soundtracks, the actual original scores. Uh, film. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. Because I've got a handful of um, composed. Well, there's only a handful of composers when you look at. Did you look at people who've done the same films? Well, the films I've got. There's probably about five different composers. <laughs> really. I imagine yeah. the He-Man uh, score is very synth-heavy. Is it like... Yeah, the, I need to grab that one, actually. But I probably will add that on there. I've got the Conan one. The Conan That's one's like, great for awesome. D&D. Um, also, stuff like um, stuff by Lanao Schifrin. So, Enter the Dragon. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, that's absolutely awesome. So, Get Carter's an amazing soundtrack. That the, score as well. So the, Sorry. I was just going to say, the credits for the, the He-Man score go uh, composed by Bill Conti. Conducted by Harry Rabino- Rabinowitz, uh, mixed by Dan Whalen, produced by Billy Kidd, and p- recorded by Mike Ross Trevor. I don't know who any of those people are. Nope, neither do I. But good on them. No. For what I assume is a great soundtrack. So I think we're giving Masters of the Universe the win there. Yeah. Um, yeah. TKO. That's it. That's that's I, I hate those films. It's a 10 8. <laughs> like, 10 7. You can't go lower than an eight. <laughs> well, we can. We can go lower in our hearts. <laughs> it's our rules. I'm sticking to UFC rules to make it. 
which as we know are, are inviable and make sense all the oh, time. Oh, <laughs> okay. Just slight sidebar before we do the last two topics. So we watched UFC 259 today and there was a bantamweight championship match and the guy was winning and he just not like illegal knee. The guy was down and lost the title due to disqualification. Yeah, he just need the other guy in the face. Oh, it's yeah. It was. Um, it was I, really. It was really blatant. I don't think. I mean, he basically camagoyed. Yeah, <laughs> he was holding was on to him and he needed him in the face. Jesus and everyone was Christ. like, "Why has he done this?" He was winning. It was bizarre. I am going to let you take the lead on the next topic because you know more. On mm, the, I mean, you know more about Chris Latter for sure. Well, a little bit more. There's, there's not a huge. You know, I wouldn't say. And I need to take my jumper off. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't want to interfere with that. So next category is voice acting. Um, so I, these are two really distinctive cartoon voices for me. Like I, one of the reasons I think these characters have stuck with me for so long is the voice acting, especially Chris Latter as Cobra Commander. He also did Starscream. Um, it's just, a, right. to me, really iconic, really distinctive, um, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> who, who was the voice actor that passed out? During a recording, it was the guy who did the voice of the dub of Jace in Dragon Ball Z from uh, the, the Ginyu squad. He basically just screamed so long and so hard that he passed out during one take. <laughs> um, but in terms of like what I know about them, I mean, Chris Latta also had a very successful stand-up comedy career. He did a lot of bit acting. I think he was in a couple of episodes of Star Trek we uh, saw today. Yeah, he played a Klingon in a couple of episodes. <laughs> but of I, you know, Next for Generation. me. But for me, he's Cobra Commander and Starscream and that guy from Visionaries whose name I can't remember. Um, you know, really well, he, <laughs> making he a actually, Sorry, carry on. Um, whereas Skeletor's voice actor, I don't really know that much about. I'm sure, you know, I know he did a lot of stuff within He-Man, didn't yeah. he? He did a lot of conversations with himself for He-Man. So, yeah, Alan Oppenheimer. Um, he voiced uh, Man at Arms, Skeletor, Beastman. And instead of just like, you know, what you would typically do with a recording session, uh, where you would you'd record one person's vocals, then record another. He would just go round and swap between them, like he was talking to himself, which is really cool yeah. to be able to switch between voices that easily. Yeah, I think I, d I don't really know. Like in my heart, this one goes to Chris Latter. I think I love that voice, that Cobra Commander Starscream screechy, high pitched, hysterical voice. <clears throat> it's you know, it's drilled into my brain from my well, childhood years. Let's not forget, he was also the original Mr. Burns and Mo he in was, The Simpsons the in the first of the season. Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also been. Um, what do we got uh, in live action? Yeah, Star Trek: The Next Generation, um, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, Married with Children, Seinfeld, NYPD Blue. The, he did voices for the real Ghostbusters cartoon and King Cooper's Cool Cartoons, which is all spelt with K's. Yeah, um, stylistically, not a wise choice, I think. But No, maybe not. We'll, we'll leave that um, for other people to discuss. He also, also has a cameo appearance in Roadhouse. So, <laughs> quite the varied career. Whereas Oppenheimer, I mean, I assume he did other stuff, but I think Skeletor is, is what I know him for. It's his most famous work, yeah. for sure. Um, does he get bonus points for still being alive? I think that's a bit harsh. It's not <laughs> Chris Lance's fault yeah. that he's dead. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> wow, that got dark. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I know because I think he I died. don't. I don't think we should condemn people. No, for I'm, being I'm joking. Dead. I'm joking. Um, I think that's an advantage. It's hard to overcome. Um, I, I think because 
for me, the Starscream voice is the the like that's so iconic for me, yeah. Starscream. So who was yeah. your, who was your favorite Transformer? Oh God. Starscream. Starscream. It was Starscream. Yeah. I love the dynamic between him and Megatron. It was just fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, see, for me, it, so it was a toss-up. It was definitely a Decepticon. I always had a soft spot for Soundwave. Mm. He's a, Which one is he? Is he He's the... Um, what is it, like a... Uh, Constructicon's inferior sound oh, wave. The monotone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the cassette tape. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's cassette tape. Yeah. yeah. The Brixton briefcase. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he has laser beak, rumble, and I forget what the third one is. Three. It's another. Oh, it's the panther. It's the panther. Laser beak is the, the bird. Then he's got the panther, which I can't remember the name of. And then. It's probably rumble. either panther or panthro, because those are the only. Panther-related names in cartoons, apparently. Probably. Um, I'm willing to stick a bet on one of those. So, yeah, I mean, I think this one goes to to Cobra Commander for Chris Latter. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah. Uh, but 10-8, because uh, sorry, 10-9, because it's a close round. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you f- figure out who your favorite um, Transformer is, Bong? We can't move on until you tell us. Oh, God. God <laughs> no, I mean, you could, we can cycle back. You know, I don't want to put you on the spot, <laughs> but, you know. I can't believe you don't just know your favorite Transformer mm-hmm. off by heart. No, I don't. We it's... like we not a big Transformers. I'm just I'm framing this like an accusation. Like, we're yeah. not a big Transformers um, person. And if I mean, not, when why I was a kid again, I had a lot of the toys. I probably watched a lot of the cartoons when I was younger. Um, but I never had a sort of a rekindling of Transformers in, as an adult. I mean, I watched the Transformers movie probably about fifteen. 20 years ago. Yeah, that might be why you never had a rekindling of yeah. your phantom as an adult. So, the first thing I ever bought with my first ever paycheck was the complete box set of Transformers Generation 1 in the movie. You still got it. Yep. Yeah. In this little tin Beaten box. to yeah. shit tin. Beaten <laughs> to shit tin. The, the film actually came out the year I was born hmm. and had Orson Welles in his last acting role, Leonard Nimoy, like fucking crazy. An amazing soundtrack. Stambush. Yeah. Stambush. So even by association, Chris Latter wins because of association <laughs> to that awesomeness. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, I'm giving uh, this one to Cobra Commander as a 10-9 because mm-hmm. not to discount the stellar work done by Oppenheimer. Um, then finally, um, we've got two um, links in there. Which actually I'm not going to go into, no? basically, Is because there there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm going to post to in the show well, notes. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things we can put in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. So, but there's a villains fandom. Uh, so the, the only thing I want to make a note of on this is there is um, a villains fandom where you can find Skeletor and there's a pure evil villains fandom, which is where you can find Cobra Commander. Yeah, well, I mean, Skeletor experienced the true meaning of Christmas, so he's not pure evil anymore. No. He had his heart warmed. And so in that case, we need to sort up the scores. So I need to just quickly on the fly use the sum function in um, in um, Google, Google Sheets, um, which will be that. Yep. And some, so we have... You can't see this, but it's very exciting and tense. Yeah, spreadsheets. <laughs> um, so we have a grand total for Skeletor 
of 113 mm -hmm. and a grand total of 108 for Cobra Commander. Well, it's close. A lot closer than we thought going yeah, in. Well, considering the yeah. motherfucker wanted to put his face on the moon. Look, I think that you are underestimating the, the power of a good branding campaign. Yeah. I mean, good branding <laughs> campaign is taking out adverts during primetime well, television. Well, he doing that as well, but we don't know. We don't know what their How marketing he, budget was. He spent all his millions getting the fucking laser. Destro said so. But I think Cobra are obviously very good at getting money because they keep managing to fund their insane scheme. They clone dinosaurs for fuck's sake. Like, that can't be cheap. That's true. And then there's the whole miniaturizing troops thing. So, they have it. I'm good. Do you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to give uh, a bonus point to Skeletor, even though he doesn't need it, just for his consistent usage of the word boob. Oh. Um, so that's that's our that's our rundown on those two, and we chose them because they have a lot of parallels in that they have a higher boss that they kind of report into, or well, Cobra Commander eventually did, um, and they have their their list. They have a fairly static roster of henchmen as well. So as a, a follow-on to this, we will uh, at some point in the near future be doing um, their bosses going against each other. So uh, Serpentor and... Hordak. Hordak. Uh, an original Hordak, not Shira Princess of Power Hordak. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. I think there's probably more material available on Hordak than Serpentor. If, if we're just looking at... Because for these, when I did the research, I looked at the animated series because that was what I was most familiar with. Yeah. Um, well, I, as like with the... Um, Wayland Utanian Umbrella one. I don't yeah. want to de delve into extended universe too much because it just is. Blah. No, we 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 watched a lot of videos about the Alien extended universe that just made Alien even crazier, and I don't think people need. That yeah, in their did lives. you know this, Bong? There was like this whole comic thing about um, one of the generals managing to thought he tamed aliens and takes them all back to Earth to use them to fight against the xenomorphs that had already overthrown Earth, and as soon as he lands and lets them out, they all turn on him. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's um, it's just bad planning. Yeah, it's like nobody had ever watched an alien film. Um, so yes, that's. I hope you've enjoyed our rundown of this. Um, please do um, reach out to us at show uh, uh, nearly <laughs> show at proteinramblings.com or hit us up on Facebook. Um, please do like and uh, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you've enjoyed it because it does really help and us let out. let us know if there's any more of these face-offs you'd yeah, like to see us do. We've got some, I was going to say, we've got some ideas coming up for some more face-offs. Um, so obviously we've got Hordak and Cobra Commander. And uh, Sorry, yeah, and Serpentor. <laughs> um, we have a special one that we're going to be doing around uh, Naomi's birthday, which is kind of weird. I'm not sure how it's going <laughs> to work. How this, I don't think it's going to work. But... <laughs> I, Naomi shares a birthday with Vladimir Lenin and I share a birthday with Kurt Angle so we're doing <laughs> Angle versus Lenin <laughs> in what? Know. I don't like, know what categories would they even share <laughs> having been a person <laughs> alive on this planet I don't know maybe we'll find out that Lenin was really into like amateur wrestling or something it wouldn't surprise me he was a badass yeah. um, other options that we've uh, that we've, we've got on a list as well um, are Lino and He-Man, uh, the Triffids versus the Body Snatchers. That could be cool. Um, this was my own personal nerdy stuff coming in there. Starbug versus Serenity. Yeah, I think you'd have to take the lead on that uh, one. Yeah, I, I know too much about Red Dwarf. Mm -hmm. um, then, uh, sticking with the Red Dwarf theme, 
Bender versus Crichton. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I was I was running out of ideas and went Heathcliff versus Top Cat. <laughs> so if you like the sound of any of those, or there was two more, <laughs> one which I actually quite, I was quite pleased with, Voltron versus Megazord. I don't know anything about Voltron. I know a fair bit about Voltron. Okay. It's been Transformers versus GoBots. <laughs> I know because I I I literally thought about that, and then I was just like, GoBots lose every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. They are the GoBots are by de- definition the B-rate Transformer. Yeah. In fact, one would even say they're C-rate and they're crate. <laughs> um, and the only other one that we've got uh, potentially penciled in is a Goosebumps versus Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm. Okay. So yeah, if you, if you like the sound of any of those, or there are any you can think of, uh, just let us know. Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, in fact, if you just go to uh, proteinramblings.com, you can get to all our various social platforms. Uh, you can find, you can subscribe to our podcast on any number of the uh, um, podcast apps that we're we're across. Uh, all the links are on the uh, main homepage. Um, and you can find all our contact details on uh, proteinramblings.com as well, as well as uh, um, links to uh, our friends. Uh, speaking of friends, uh, we actually have a couple more shows planned up for the immediate future. Um, the next show that you're going to be getting from us is going to be a wrestling show again. So uh, if you're not uh, wrestling inclined, feel free to skip, but I would still recommend checking it out because it's going to be a fun show. We've got Nat and James coming back to help us review AEW's Revolution pay-per-view, which is tonight, which is going to have the first barbed wire exploding exploding death death match match in... AEW history? (laughs) And a very long time. I don't know when... I don't know if they've done that in the US. Death matches were not just celebrity death match on MTV, but they were actually a thing in Japan, and they were basically super over-the-top, brutal, hardcore matches where people use weapons and things. And one of the match types that was invented out there was the barb, uh, exploding barbed wire death match. And what they do is they take the ring ropes and replace them with barbed wire, and they put C4 under the ring. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah. time for all the family so if you are intrigued to find out more about that concept we're going to be reviewing one of those matches on our next episode so even if you don't have an interest in wrestling but you're like what the fuck mm-hmm. do check out the next show and then following on from that we will be having a new voice coming to the show uh, my friend Miro has just launched his own line of hot sauce so we're going to be having him in to talk about that and just generally chit chat about hot sauce in general May even do a little bit of live source tasting of Miro's stuff on the air, so you'll get to hear me cough and gag, and that'll be pleasant. It's going to make for great audio. <laughs> it was way back when when I did did it with Dave's. Yeah, yeah, okay. it didn't make for terrible audio. I don't mm-hmm. think. I think I'd love you quite hard. I think everybody was. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been our rundown. Please do as well. Let us know if you th- if you disagree with our final conclusion. Do you think Cobra Commander was better than Skeletor? If so, why he wanted to put his face on the moon? I think we should <laughs> need to do an episode discussing this whole face on the moon thing. You've got some issues to work through. I I abhor people that are bad at their job. <laughs> I thought you were abhor people who put their face on the moon. <laughs> it's like that's yes, a very niche hatred. <laughs> No, I just hate people that are bad at their job, and that is just a prime example of being someone being so fundamentally shit at their job. <laughs> but he just had different goals to the organization he ran. That's fine. 
People diverge. Like, what's, like, there's got to be a, um, like, what's the malignant narcissism or yeah, something like yeah. that? Yeah. Like, basically, is Cobra Commander just like, was he the blueprint for Trump? There are parallels. Like, is this how the Trump presidency, like, you know, everyone said, oh, he's watching, he's watching Fox and Friends all the time. He was watching G.I. Joe. He was watching G.I. Joe and just copying Cobra Commander. <laughs> that's what space, I bet you that's what Space Force was. It was all to get Donald Trump's face on the moon. <laughs> that was their ultimate portfolio. <laughs> we should wrap it up. Yes, we should. Um, so yeah, guys, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, we'll be back again next week with some wrestling review action. Um, should be coming out usual time next week like Monday, Tuesday because we'll be recording a double whammy on Saturday so we'll have one banked in as well. So, nice. Nice. Week off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that we will be back and I did want to give one last announcement where I'm currently working on getting our Patreon page together. Uh, I will be pushing out I'll obviously mention it on the show when it's launched and I'll mention it on all our social media when it's launched because uh, one of the plans down the road is to take all the old rambling stoners and rambling vapors content from prior to the rebrand and move that on to patreon um it's gonna be high it's gonna be handled like the lowest level tier so if you guys do want to go back it just doesn't it, it makes my life for admin a lot easier to be honest <laughs> but uh, and, and also you know new branding we want to kind of fresh start everything so that's all the news that's been the show Hope you've enjoyed it, and we will see you next time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Cheerio.